I am he that aches with amorous love. Start over again, Caitlin, with a little more conviction. Don't be afraid of these words. Why are you following me? The stuff you wear isn't appropriate for what you're planning on doing. You don't know anything about me. I'm ready. No, you're not. And none of the stuff that you're thinking means anything anyway. Never kissed anyone before. Have you? I think they think we're weird. Does that bother you? What do you like about that boy? He understands me. Are we doing this? Ready? Uh huh. Three, two. you to see those people. They're just gonna fill your head with shit. Do we think that being male means knowing how to shoot guns and pee standing up? This is not what I had in mind for you. If you pay attention, you'll discover real life. There's a revolution going on inside of you. He's always being complicated. It's exhausting. Trying to be his mother and his father all at the same time. Since you got here, everything's so mixed up. Mixed up good or mixed up bad? Mixed up. Full of life. Welcome back to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. This is a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Blurred himself. Thank you all for joining me yet again for another episode. Uh, we will be discussing a series this time, so it'll be a little bit different. And I have some very, very, very special guests with me today. If Not you guys like varies. to come on, <laughs> <laughs> let everybody know who's on the show with me today. Of course, of course. Okay, so my name is Marcy, and I'm one half of the Color Pages Book Club. And I'm Akko, the other half of the Color Pages Book Club. <laughs> we didn't coordinate that. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So we are a bi-weekly podcast that talks about fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. Basically, on our show, we do this thing where we'll basically take a book a month and we kind of like, you know, break it up in half, chat about what happens in the book, and sort of just use it as a conduit to talk about our own lives, but also mm-hmm. like social issues. But we're also like silly and fun and just like kind of talk about life. Akko and I have been friends for a minute. So it's just like a good mix of like some literary analysis, some social commentary, some kikin and just like talk of shit. Yeah. And um, yeah, just imaginationist stuff. Yes. I agree. <laughs> and y'all <laughs> show, you. oh my God, it's freaking phenomenal. So I have listened to a few episodes and <laughs> I, you know, <sighs> There's this thing where people say, like, listening to a podcast is like, you you know, listening to some friends, which is, you know, the case when you find a show you really like. But honestly, mm-hmm. like, listening to or binge listening to a few of you guys' episodes back to back was like, okay, I got so familiar with your voices. I got so um, familiar mm-hmm. with, like, listening to you on a daily basis at work on the clock and off. And it's like, okay. <laughs> These are my friends. We, we're best friends now. No, I, just... <laughs> I, mean, so... I love that. Oh my, oh my gosh, I love that. Thank you. Like, because uh, like, yeah, that is 
thank you. That's uh, such a high compliment. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, I feel like it's 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 so funny because I mean, Akko and I we've known each other for so long that uh-huh. I'm like, I mean, we get each other. So I'm yeah. like, are we just right. like doing this weird thing where we're both like <laughs> just being weird and everyone's like, what the fuck are they doing? But like, it's like I'm glad that it's like inviting and people are like, get it. Um, because I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'll just say shit. I'm like, well, <sighs> releasing this on the internet. Um, <laughs> this should be fine. Not. It's just gonna be fine. It is gonna. It is what it is. So yeah. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Man, man, no, oh my god. Yeah. And yeah, we like. Are... We like really hope that our podcast um, kind of makes reading fun and interesting, and so that it doesn't feel like something that is academic or too far removed from people's lives. Because mm. we feel like that makes people stop reading. Um, and hey, you can have deep literary analysis and fuddly nonsense and shenaniganery in the same place <laughs> and that it works that's life you know <laughs> Absolutely. exactly and i will say you know i you know i, I kind of mentioned this a little bit on the podcast but like i wasn't someone who grew up reading like a lot a lot like i read here and there but it wasn't like i wasn't like an avid reader and doing this podcast like there's just so much shit like i like i feel like part of why i didn't read as much growing up was that i just didn't see myself as reflected mm. yeah in the books that I was reading or like mm-hmm. even the narrative, like I just, they just felt so far removed from my own experience or experiences of people around me. Yeah. But like, y'all it's oof, <laughs> literature these days. Yeah. It is us looking cute. It's looking good. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely over here. Like, loving it so. <laughs> yeah. so hopefully hopefully it's also a way for people to find some like you know some new books that right. they want to check out that like mm-hmm. kind of like re um, you know reintroduce them to some different types of literature that do exist and different types of narratives that can mm-hmm. be expressed so yeah right. so yeah i think y'all did that i think y'all did that because the when the moon was ours i definitely i haven't picked it up yet but i i i, I need to read that book i need to read the words mm-hmm. for Good. myself like it's i good. need i need to so Oh man. Okay. <laughs> but well, uh... <laughs> speaking of seeing yourself in literature and mm-hmm. in other media representations, y'all, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like a running gag for our podcast. Uh, what is your question? So the show that we're watching has a lot to do with teenage coming of age and becoming. And it made me mm-hmm. think, and it, it also, there was lots of parts that made me see myself in the characters. And it made me wonder, even though I, I've known Marcy for quite a bit of time, I did not know teenage Marcy. So, Rain and Marcy, what were you like as teenagers? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel uh. everyone squirming. <laughs> uh. My soul just like left my body, and I'm that. just like now I'm just like a husk in this fucking chair. Oh my Jesus. god, I've blacked out those years. Thank you, Ago. I've blacked those years. No, uh, <laughs> oh jeez, uh, Marcy, go ahead. You, you I, got I do. I don't mind starting. <laughs> I okay. So okay, I'm gonna like do it a lot. Honestly. So as a teenager, I was very just, I feel like quirky is such a like played out adjective, but I would say I was just very like silly and quirky and like just kind of like loud, very much someone that like when I was like with my friend, like when I was like with my girls and we were just like together and just hanging out and just like living our lives, like I was just, it was just so much fun. Like we just like talked so much shit. Like, I don't know. I just like, I feel like I was always over here just like. (laughs) like just talking about something going on or like just like kind of like just being out here whatever but at the same time was like also pretty awkward like Mm. (laughs) I was like pretty awkward and I remember like the day I became awkward that sounds weird but (laughs) I remember there was literally a day 10th grade I was like leaving lunch and I was walking down the hallway and suddenly like everything like my body just did it for like my own I was like oh my god what and like it just it felt like this almost out-of-body experience where I was like huh (laughs) 
feel really awkward. And I just kind of like stuck for like like a year. Like from that day on, yeah. I was just like, wow. Like I'm just even if I was like. Like, if you wouldn't think I was being awkward, like, I was, like, kind of felt a little awkward. I don't know mm. what that was or why that was. Puberty. I don't know if it was, like, some social anxiety or something like that. But, yeah, it's just, like, so, I don't know. I feel like I kind of had, like, a very, like, I was just, like, kind of, like, sort of an awkward sense of humor. Very much, like, a very, you know, like, kind of, like, these sort of, like, nerdier interests. But also, you know, it was, like, just kind of, like, you know out here and like just like loud and shit um i feel like i'm like these like aren't words like i feel like i'm just like saying a lot of like just random shit but anyway um but i'll also say i was also very much someone that loved like being unique in like every fashion mm. especially like when it came to like music and things like that like i was always like oh like i found this new band and like you'll probably have never even heard of it like this alternative <laughs> band like i thought i was like so lit like i like live like i like loved techno and shit so mm. i just like listened to like edm and like, i was like low-key a rape girl i don't know i was just like very like <laughs> i feel like i like, i don't know like i look back at me then and like compare myself to myself now and honestly it's not to say that there's no shift but i feel like my core personality was still the same mm. but i think i just like you know was still kind of like coming to understand myself a little bit more awkward a little bit more kind of like irreverent when it came to like authority mm. and just like people are like i like literally just get, i just didn't give a fuck like i would just like talk back to teachers i didn't give i didn't care so yeah i would say that was kind of my my general energy and like aesthetic um what about y'all I love this. Yeah, uh, this, 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 yeah. I feel like I, I know you just so much more now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Um, well, for me, it's kind of sort of the same. I was constantly evolving, and like mm. that feels so odd to say, but at every stage of being a teenager, from like twelve years old straight into nineteen, it was like a. A shift. It was nerdy. It was awkward. But like you said, talking back, mm. I, my mother gave <laughs> me the authority to not like literally gave it to me, but like she gave me the authority mm. to like stand up and say what the hell was on my mind. So I had yeah. I would constantly buck with different teachers and authority figures because I feel like you're not about to talk to me, mm. no kind of way. You know, so it was always, but I was always exactly. ah yeah. See, you get like I. I, there's Mr. Williams. I remember him in the seventh grade. I cut into him. I remember my principal <laughs> when I was in the Not twelfth grade. I remember <laughs> I had an English teacher ready. in the eleventh grade. Oh my god! I was like, like, and I dared them. I was like, yeah, you know, call my mom. Like we're on the same page. So, but um, Ooh. that aside, um, I think a lot of it probably dealt with being an awkward teenager trying to find my space, much like the kids in this mm, series. And absolutely having a defense mechanism but then also like exploring yourself which is like like let me go out and meet people but let me wear a full suit of armor like mm. it was like yeah so that's kind of what it was and then add into the queer identity and like trying to find yourself in a group that back then was like shunned like this is a death sentence mm. a, a trip to hell sentence you know it was it's mm. uh, yeah every that's like every year <laughs> What's like becoming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Jesus. Mm. No, that's real shit. Yeah. Ugh. I like that, like, every year evolving thing. Cause I definitely think for me, like, my early teens to my late teens were, like, very different. I, I was way more kind of strangely, like, tepid and kind of, like, hiding my nerdy traits. And, like, mm. I, I, I don't know. Like, I was just, like, very awkward, very anxious. It was a really anxious 
teenager but then like underneath that or like hidden away was this like very rad very cool chick who like okay was always wearing like beanies and like snuck out of her house to longboard in the middle of the morning like Come write on. deep poetry <laughs> and like so like, i think if you asked anyone i went to school with they'd be like um a wallflower but like if you really mm. knew me you'd be like this girl is like volumes of different mm. and interesting person mm. i i feel like I, I i got i did not get buck but like I think I quietly <laughs> like steeled my. I, I don't. I think I like was Loki. Like had like a little like, <laughs> don't talk to me. Energy. Um, I, I was quite bubbly to be honest with you, but I think the bubbliness really masked this. Like I, I think only later people were like, you know, you're you're for someone so bubbly, you're quite guarded. Um, <laughs> I think that was very true. That was kind of my defense mechanism was like blind everyone with this bubbly, smiling mm-hmm. yellow color. And you can't mm. get to me. <laughs> um, it's like a smoke screen. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. But then like, right. you know, I like, I, oh, God, I loved like rock music and rap music. I was just like so mm. into any- everything. Yeah. I love Childish Gambino, like the strokes. Yes. Mm. I mean, there's just so many things. Um, but yeah, I think I think the interesting thing about my teenage year was just that that dichotomy or that struggle I had between being so anxious and mm. so scared mm. and then being yeah. so my personality and being so loud and so sure of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who I can relate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no wonder when we met each other, it was like fucking like just like butter. Because like I relate to that so like the exterior, and the interior. I'm like, whoo, the way that y'all at odds doesn't even sound like an appropriate description. I'm like, I feel like y'all are in different buildings. Right, like, my, my inside of me and it's like how I express myself. Like it's just like well, you're like two different continents. At this right, point. right, yeah, worlds yeah. apart. They don't even but, know each other. Yeah. Mm. Oh, good times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Hard Jesus. but good. I feel like. Th- yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. kind of what's good about this show. You're like watching, and you're like, yeah, this tracks. The awkwardness yep. tracks. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. No, no, absolutely right. This. Uh, first of all, great question. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, thanks thank for you. that. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, I'm I'm with you. I think that that pretty much encapsulates what this show is about. Um, listeners, as you listen to this episode and to the discussion, not to make it so kind of academic, but kind of think about yourself as a teenager. If you haven't seen this series, I would recommend that you watch at least the first two or three episodes to figure out if you like it or not. Mm. Um, and then kind of go from there and talk along with us. So any questions that may come up, use that hashtag CBN pod, uh, and, and talk, talk with us, have mm-hmm. these conversations with us, have them with your friends, you know, just listen. Uh, but if you guys could give your social media links, cause those will be in the show notes. I want everyone to be able to easily no excuses, find you and, and, and talk. They miss too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. So on Twitter, you can find us at the colored pages. Um, on Instagram, we are at these colored pages. Um, colored being spelled C O L O R. Oh my God. O R E D P A G E S. And I guess, yeah, that's just our social links. We also have like a website and an email address. I'm not sure if you. Will It'll all be in the well. show notes. Everything will be down there. Yes. I want. Great. Yeah, easy. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. But yeah, at, like at these colored pages on Instagram and at the colored pages on Twitter. Yes. Oh, yes. Marcy, Thank you're you, so man. right. The Brits spell it with an O U R, right? We don't play that here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. We, yeah, well, we, the O-R. Look at us never. We never actually spelled it on our. But I assume, like, I mean, it's in the title. Like, you see how it's right. right. So I'm just like, but I'm like, is that putting too much labor on the listener? <laughs> oh, I don't no, know. But... No, they 
they better do the work. No, I just no, no, it's so. Uh, listeners, all those links will be in the show notes. Everything, email address, all that good stuff, whatever. Because I do think I believe in your podcast as if you're running for president. Um, I support this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, um, so good, good, good. And of course, you know to find me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else, and email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Who we are, who we are. Who? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so, this <laughs> where is, do we begin? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, this is uh, a drama television series created, um, uh, it's appeared on, appeared on, premiered on HBO. Uh, Luca, and I'm going to butcher this name. Guadaranino. Sure. Um, he wrote this. He directed it. It is a coming-of-age story set on a U.S. Army base in Italy. This series follows two American 14-year-olds, Fraser Wilson and Caitlin Harper. Poitras? Poitras? Poitras. Yeah, I think... It, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it premiered on September 14th of 2020 on HBO in the United States and October 9th of 2020 on Sky Atlantic in Italy. I'm not familiar with Sky Atlantic. I would imagine it's a streaming service. I have literally no, truly no idea. (laughs) Same. Same. So that's kind of the, the, the background. Let's get some general thoughts. Um, watching it going into it how did you feel about this series like first impressions i don't want to start because like i feel like i'm gonna like go off so like someone will start Um, (laughs) i wanted to say i think sky atlantic is like a a british streaming Mm. service maybe it serves all of europe I think it's kind you of similar to HBO. Like, you have to pay for okay. it. Mm. Yeah. I feel yeah, like someone so. in Europe is like, that's not what it is at all. And I'm like, my right. God. <laughs> it's also how you spell color. Now. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, this show, I, well, I remember watching the first 30 minutes and being like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know. Fraser is mm. kind of rude. <laughs> kind of rude. Don't know if I love him. But then as I kept mm. watching, I was like, uh, I really kind of fell in love with the characters and they're sort of mm-hmm. awkward, misfitty, trying to find themselves in the backdrop of being very culturally American in another country, but almost mm-hmm. the 1950s Americana-ness was highlighted by the military base and then them mm-hmm. subverting all of that that sort of 1950s like idea with themselves and the way that interacted with the global conversation everyone's like really the global conversation but like (laughs) (laughs) really yeah (laughs) um anyway but i think that it was really really beautiful and it it also didn't like it was it was awkward and realistic while still being quite poetic which i really liked Mm, about it um and it really moved me um and i I was telling marzi i have this thing i i I have a hard time watching awkward social moments on television like some people like don't like horror and blood and like akko doesn't Mm. like like a fight a couple fighting because (laughs) someone's cheating on a dinner table i'm like (laughs) this is the worst and so this show you don't know is very awkward and so it's like a lot Mm. of me with my hands between my eyes looking at the screen like <laughs> my eyes my head, I'm like, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen? <laughs> um, but being unable to stop watching, so <laughs> yeah. Mm. Who? Um, yeah, no, no, that that tracks. Um, <laughs> my initial thought, oddly enough, before we decided to do this show, 
I had put this on my list because it when I watched Lovecraft Country and I reviewed that Lovecraft Aftermath use that hashtag guys um when yep. I reviewed Lovecraft Country the um trailer for this would come on often mm. I was like okay well it's mm. HBO HBO has a good track record for the most part of things that I like to see I'll check it out so I watched maybe the first 30 minutes of the first episode and I stepped mm-hmm. away from it not because I didn't like it but I said okay I'll do other things I'll return to this so once we mm-hmm. decided to do this program I said okay I'll I'll dive into it initial thoughts Frazier d- did not like him one oh. I did not like him oh in the car I did not like him on a hill I did not like him <laughs> green eggs well, green eggs <laughs> He was a lot, and my mm. feelings have changed somewhat throughout the course of the show, but I will say this is, I feel like, a slow burn, and if you've ever had something described as day in the life, I feel like this is very much, now it's a very specific day in the life, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this is not no big Avenger set pieces, it's not a... Mm-hmm one person in one room it feels like i'm literally looking at the lives of people who existed before i pressed on and they exist mm. after the series yeah ended. so Absolutely. i i i it's not without its flaws but i loved it I honestly yeah did. yeah mm-hmm. definitely i i mean i definitely share a lot of the same sentiments i <sighs> I really, I really, really loved this show. It was, it was interesting starting it because, so the way I kind of got introduced to it was, um, this is going to go on the internet, Marcy, choose your words wisely. So one day I was, I was, I was using a certain substance and in the background, like a song from this soundtrack was playing Mm. and I was like, huh, really like this song and I like ended up just listening to the entire soundtrack for the show before I even watched it and so I was like oh like I feel like I should like check this out like why not and I just loved like it was so like experimental like just like the way the show was shot the lighting the like I don't know like the cinematography the angles all these different things like it just like felt so experimental it felt so like modern and like fun and like kind of artsy fartsy it was really nice seeing like a a cast of largely black characters kind of in that light like Mm -hmm. just seeing kind of like a hipster artsy sort of black leaning program Mm -hmm. so i really loved it for that i love just like the emotional kind of the way that they communicated the the teenagers feelings throughout the show because i feel like just throughout there's a general feel of like I don't want to call it nihilism, but it's like this idea, like, I don't know, like you kind of just feel like not a lot really matters, or at least there's like this facade that nothing really matters. And you just really see that reflected in like their behavior and like all these different things. Like I remember there was an episode where they like had this party at this pool, like this, um, this pool party at this house. And like at different points, like people were like, they made spaghetti and people were just like eating the spaghetti with their hands. Like people were jumping into like the pool with their clothes on. Like there was just like a feeling that like nothing really mattered Mm. or that things were truly it was just about like the present and like mm-hmm. being around others and like sharing that emotion. And I just really loved that. I yeah. loved like the culture of the group. It wasn't perfect, but I really enjoyed just like following this group of teens throughout throughout the story. And um, yeah, it was like it was like realistic almost to a fault. Like I was like, okay, I'm, I was not. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for a damn mirror. I was just trying to watch right, the I was show. Just trying to watch like, TV, but like, like, I was like offended. Like I was like, "How dare you pull up my childhood?" Like I actually did not ask for this. Right. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. So yeah. So very very salient there. But um, 
it's just like really experimental really fun just like yeah by the end like after for the first episode i was like oh i actually cannot wait mm-hmm. to watch this whole thing mm-hmm. i cannot wait to binge the shit so yeah <sighs> so yeah I, I definitely really really liked it yeah yeah, yeah, we 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 are who we are. God damn it! That was, Oof. I to your one of your points rather. It to me, I grew up in the '90s. Uh, became a teenager in the late '90s, early 2000s, and mm-hmm. this feels a lot like '80s, '90s culture in mm-hmm. a sense that um there's Wrench. a book that i absolutely love it's a comic book called generation x which is about a group of diverse teenagers teenage mutants that are in the 90s because i think it premiered in 1994 and the aesthetic like if you read that first issue like the way they dress the the style it, it to me this feels like the closest representation of that in live action mm-hmm. that i have ever seen this, like you said, angsty. We got these odd fashions, and being at a, an American base in the middle of Italy kind of mm-hmm. lends itself to that awkward. Try different things. Isn't is American enough, but not wholly American. Where if um, let's say if this was in Chicago, you could just get on a plane and go to New York. You could just right. go to California, but you're in Italy right. in this. Little mm. slice of little America, where if like you go to New York, you get you know little Italy, or you know go uh, Soho, or what you know whatever. Right, you get, right. Like you get these right, small right. F- communities in America that are representative of the world at large, and seeing it kind of inverted here was like it just. <sighs> Yeah, it was, like a, yeah. it was like a, it was like it was like it was almost like it put the American experience under a microscope, like a petri mm-hmm. disc. Because mm-hmm. it, I, I think that's because when you're watching a show in America where everyone's American, you know, you don't you don't zoom out. But because the show, mm-hmm. there's particularly not in America, but they're all acting very American in Italy, and almost makes you examine mm-hmm. the American culture more, uh, like mm-hmm. as a culture unto itself, which as Americans. I feel like there's some Europeans like yeah, yeah you guys don't examine yourselves. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, like, but, but no, but it really made me like see see like oh, what there's something all their coming age is very American. Um, mm-hmm. It it has intersections of different like race and and gender, but I was it really made me kind of think about that in a way like how does your culture, which American is like how does that culture affect the way you come of age. Um, mm. And how does that, the fact that it's a global power, affect the way you view that in the aggregate? And it, it just really, because there were, there were so many like moments of juxtapositions. I really was noticing like the way that Italy was just a backdrop to the sort of, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, and then like, there were so, some scenes where I was just like, we do not interact. Like we, we do, but we don't interact with the rest of the world in a way that I found mm. really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Was not the point of the show, yeah. but I don't think. <laughs> yeah, but but I will say I do think that being you know in that international context was interesting. So I think that like for for I'll speak for my own experience, but like you know being not only just like in another country, but I think even just being elsewhere from where you have may you know where you may have like more roots and things like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a certain degree of freedom mm. that, especially in this show that like explores like you know, 
queer and trans identity and all these other aspects, like all those other facets of identity, like being in an international context and like the freedom that that can allow you to experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like it blended with that really well. Not me sounding like I'm in a damn college class, (laughs) but like that's basically like I loved kind of like the... The fact that, like, you know, they were all in Italy. It was unclear for how long they were going to be right. there, but it was also, but it was pretty clear that they would leave eventually. So it was kind of like, given how ephemeral all of it was, it was kind of like, okay, I can just truly be who I am. Free. Because, like, none of this is really going to follow me like that. Even yeah. my friends, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. So, and I think that did kind of add to why they were so, I don't know, it's like they were warm with one another, but there was also like a, I feel like this, I don't know what the word is. It feels like less conflicted. Yeah, like their whole aesthetic with one another is like they clearly cared about each other, but mm-hmm. they were also very, I don't know, maybe it was just like the arrogance of like adolescence or like, be. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to how to put it into words, but there was just yeah. a certain kind of energy that they all possessed where it was like, okay, girl, I love y'all, but I'm also good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. But I don't yeah, know. I think. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, uh, yeah, or see, like, I know what you're saying, because I feel like when I was abroad, like Americans act differently abroad. Almost more like themselves, which makes me really, Mm. when I come back to America, think like, why do we hinder ourselves? But maybe that's every culture. Like every time you're abroad Mm. and in in your culture that you're limited by your social Mm. um, norms or whatever. But then on the the opposite side, I was like, yeah, but but there's a privilege to that. Like, you know what I mean? Because like the people who are there, the townspeople, I'm just thinking really, there's this one thing that happens at the beginning i think the first or Mm -hmm. second episode where it was like these soldiers talking about basically the trigger warning rape Mm -hmm. of a woman and it was Mm -hmm. so graphic and awful that i was just like oh my god this is like the cost of our imperialism and like Mm -hmm. we get this privilege of like being able to be outside of america and like figure ourselves out although i mean their lives are very complex Mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. made me really think about the, the the cost of that that freedom and that that coming of it, it it's still not without yeah. its privileges anyway anyway mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. let me not go no no, no and I'm, even I'm like when that. craig died i was thinking of oh i guess well, no, warning. Sam. No, oh, so, well if they listen to this fam oh sorry you know, oh, sh- <laughs> no they're all right like at this point this is a discussion so mm-hmm. yeah Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I will it, delete. Uh, no, look over there. Like I didn't say that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, that's so, fine. Because I'm so, going to talk about that. So yeah. Oh, fair. Great. Okay. Because yeah, like even when they had that discussion and like you know they were talking about oh like some like someone in the class was like oh well I think it was great that like you know the um you know our troops like tortured the people who like you know yeah. killed our troops whatever whatever mm-hmm. and then like someone else in the class was like but we invaded their country mm. like yeah we like, like we're over here like taking over their land and like we're sitting here acting like we're entitled to like mm-hmm. not have any pushback against that like so if anyone like tries to like you know has a like like has any kind of affront to like america's like kind of like authoritarian like needlessly like kind of colonial power like they just need to be tortured and like t- disposed mm-hmm. of you know like it's just i was like oh shit like y'all really getting into mm-hmm. it and y'all yeah. like 14 i love it yeah so. even with that scene you had uh the follow-up the kind of uh, very awkward fraser who we got that you know back and forth like we're here Ooh. do we have the right to be here but then fraser mm-hmm. hit him with the like the logistics like oh yeah when soldiers die they fill their coffins with rocks like and like going into the specifics about well they do this because with all these bodies mangled we don't know mm. um you know if some person could not have a leg some could not have an arm and so mm. and, and that's an aspect that i've never even I considered of, in my big yeah. grown at age. all and yeah. i thought that was a wonderful scene like that oh man it was and heartbreaking mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm. 
Yeah. I didn't like Britney, but when that episode came on, I was like, my heart broke when she came yeah. into the um, the gym. And I was like, is nobody going to get up and run over to her? Mm-hmm. Like, it's no, right. like she clearly knows what we don't know yet. Nobody's going to comfort this girl. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. oh God, I was, I was, I was an emotional wreck. <laughs> I was, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not going to oh hold you gosh. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even just how that like kind of, like in the next episode after all of that happened, like, you know, there was that scene between um, Harper and not me forget. Oh, Frazier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, the two of them were talking and, and like, you know, they were just like, oh, like, I guess nothing exists. Like, we yeah. don't exist. You right. don't exist. Like, mm-hmm. Craig doesn't Craig, exist. Yeah. Like, does anything like does any of this even matter? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it just hit way. Too, I was like. I was like, I don't really have words to respond to that with. Like, honestly, like, I'm just like, I understand why that could be the takeaway. It's just Mm -hmm. like, everything's just so fleeting and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just kind of here until we're not. And it's just very, I don't know, it just feels like a precursor to no longer existing or also simultaneously not existing. That was like, okay. Um, (laughs) Like I'm overwhelmed, but Mm. yeah. So it's, it's, I feel like the show pushes and pulls between like nothing matters to like, everything matters you know what i mean and i think that's true about life in general like that volatility between this most minute thing matters to nothing matters is all at all those seem like they're completely you know it's paradoxical that they're together but the show kind of really shows that they're not because you know people like there's so much so many characters who are like Man, yeah, I was just trying to get out of my shitty town, and I'm like, oh wait, yeah, everything's sh- <laughs> every town's shitty, yeah, right? Or like, I was trying to go here, or you know, like when Jonathan's talking to Fraser about um, visiting his dad in Detroit, mm-hmm. his dad is just mm-hmm. like the worst. Um, yeah. It's like this almost like dream, not dream deferred, though dream burst, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that makes you. And I think as a teenager, it's like the first time you have to grapple with the sort of yeah. grittiness of life. I mean, granted, children have to mm. deal with it too, but there's something yeah. about puberty or that, yeah, because when you're a teenager, there's these like moments where you're like, I'm going to get out of here. Like, it's shitty here, but it's yeah. shitty because I'm here. Yeah. If I were somewhere yeah. else, it wouldn't be. And then you go to the other place. Definitely. And then you're like... Yep. Yeah. Just as... Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh my it's God. like, I'm just in a shit... It's like, it's still shitty, but just with different trees in the background. Right. Yeah. Like, ain't yeah. that some shit? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just so... Uh, it's so interesting because it's like, even that idea of how like because uh, I, uh, I can recall that even like my own childhood like this idea of nothing mattering can be so freeing but mm-hmm. also like the fact that things do matter right. like make the relationships you have actually worth it yeah. and it's like the freedom you experience and the relationships you have like are like they coexist like they like kind of happen in tandem mm. it's just like this constant feedback loop it's like this like, yeah. constant push and pull mm. yeah <laughs> yeah this definitely made me question some of my own life experiences like from childhood even in early adulthood even as recently as like last year where i'm like okay 2020 though you are a full-grown adult you're seeing pieces of yourself in this show mm-hmm. um yeah and it, well okay quick aside i'm very smart um of course you i like to you think so but <laughs> i watch four episodes saying oh Harper's dad looks just like Kid Cudi before I looked up the cast list and realized that was Kid Cudi. That was that Kid, Kid Cudi? Yes. yes. I had no Yo. idea. Like, I was like, why does he look so familiar? That he looks like, because I, I, I tried to deliberately stay away from anything about the show because I didn't want it to be like, Harper, two episodes. You know, I didn't want I didn't want anything mm, spoiled. Right. I was like, no, this is bothering me. He looks so much like Kid Cudi. This is, a, this is not good. 
it is him. So <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, you're getting older, sir. So, um, uh, but no, well, that's good to know. Yeah, Kid Cudi's grown. The, I remember Kid Cudi being grown. Sorry, okay. He, yeah. No, no, no. You're Shit. fine. He. When I when I think of him, I think of slim, young, small rapper with like a halter top. So when yeah. I see the dad, and I'm like, yo, this is odd. And like I said, this show makes me even look at my own, I won't say mortality, but my own mm. relationship to my adolescence. Because if I'm looking at the mm. dad, seeing Kid Cudi, picturing somebody's 21, 22, what does that say about myself that me and Kid Cudi are about the same age? Mm. And I'm so mm. shocked that he's playing a dad and not playing a teenager, you know? So, oh. right. yeah, that, I was like, okay, this is, this is, a, this is meta emotional, not just emotional for sake of the things in the show, this is really hitting me. You're not mm. 21 anymore. Right, there's so, levels to it. Yeah. Oh my god. So there's there's that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, was I the only one with a midlife crisis? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. I would say. I honestly kind of share that sentiment. It wasn't as like dramatic as that. No shame. But like, I think for me, it was interesting because like seeing the teens like interact, I remember being that carefree. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when they were singing um, the national anthem, I think it was like mm-hmm. the second episode. And like Frazier was like, girl, I'm not going to stand up for this. The fuck? And like, mm-hmm. and like Brittany was like throwing shit at him. And like, they were just like playing games. And like, just there was just like this constant irreverence towards authority. Like mm-hmm. there was like, there like, there was no... Like they just saw past the 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 ceremony of yeah. all, of all mm-hmm. the things taking place, like just how everything just feels so performative and so silly. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a teenager, it was so easy to do that. Like I was like, oh, "Girl, fuck it, who cares?" <laughs> like it was so easy to be like, "I girl, I don't care about this girl." Like I'm just gonna like, I don't care what's going on, what these adults are doing. I'm right. just gonna like have a good time and yeah. like center like joy. And they could just access joy so easily. Mm-hmm. And it's like I look at them and it's like I remember this so vividly, but like I can't really say that I'm in a context where it's like that anymore. Like typically I'm a among the adults who are part of this like ritualistic ceremonious thing. And even if I might, you know, sometimes occasionally be like, girl, this is silly. It's also like, I'm part of that now. Like I'm not really, I don't really have the like social protection or maybe the space that we kind of afford to like, you know, younger people, adolescents to just be so irreverent and be so carefree and not give a fuck and have pink hair, you know, just Mm. and be so expressive in like every way. And like, sure. Figuring a lot of things out, but also just like, just like the beauty of being able to do that with other people your yeah. age who have similar kind of journeys. It's just, oh, I just remember like all of that. And I'm like, damn, I like kind of miss that mm-hmm. in some ways. Like mm-hmm. kind of miss just like the, the being in a cohort like age wise where yeah. it's like we just like understood and recognized that like, oh, girl, all of this is fake. Girl, who cares? Yeah. You know, and just like in leading with joy and leading with love and leading with one another and finding power in that versus being in a cohort now where it's like I see both myself and also people that I love kind of like falling into this like miasma of like adulthood society and yeah. adulthood and things like that and i feel like that's something i'm constantly fighting in a way that i didn't really as i was when i was younger so i was like watching them i don't know like play paintball and like just mm-hmm. like par- spray each other with water and i'm like oh yeah, yeah. i miss these days jesus wow. yeah so that's so yeah. so to answer your question no <laughs> <laughs> um i i feel like it's so interesting because I the parts that feel the uh, my childhood was far more um, teenage dumb was far more adversarial and <laughs> slightly mm-hmm. more restrictive, mm-hmm. um, and so what really, what really like so so I didn't really interestingly enough like their freedom isn't what what I s- focused in on or that related to me it was that mm-hmm. um, 
pain. It was the mm-hmm. um the awkwardness and the the sort of childhood and a very moderately difficult circumstance. Um yeah. and so it was like this Peter Pan mentality in a world that's not Neverland. Um mm. and I really related to that because it just felt so like you're happy, you're happy, and then something shakes you. It's so shot, like you know, it's tough. Mm. Like Trump suddenly wins yeah. the election. Like mm. and and like un- underlying Fraser's situation is like clearly the disdain that people have towards his parents. Um, underlying yeah. Harper's mm. situation is this adverse. This her, her under- uh, underlying Harper's relationship is his relationship with his father, who is just mm-hmm. quite negative. Um, yeah, I, I mean. He loves his father, but Kid Cudi <laughs> is, yeah. a, you know, is um, a Trump supporter, and and Oof. yeah, and you know that there there's I just remember there's a scene where they're dancing, not the last mm. in the last episode they're they're dancing, um, but and it's very romantic, like everyone's in the club and it's like beautiful music. Mm-hmm. But what got me was the scene where they're dancing. I think it's before Craig and Britney's wedding, and it is mm-hmm. the awkwardest, the most clearly Ew. teenagers children on yeah. mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking that they're super cool when when you like zoom out is the most awkward like body mm-hmm. movement <laughs> and i was like this is it like this is this is the epitome of what youth is is like in your mind it's beautiful and freeing and and but yeah. on the outside it's just so awkward and you and you think you think that when you grew up that that stuff went away but that's when they say like nothing's real it almost makes you think like was this imaginary place where i i could i could forsake the rules and pretend things weren't that bad like was that ever real or was that just a figment you know that's 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 what the show like got me with yeah yeah because that's ooh no that's real because honestly too like even as I like Rosa Reflection really plays into how we you know mm. sort of see and remember our own lives and it's so right. interesting because I mean you you mentioned Harper's dad and like that ep- I forget which episode it was but like when Harper like cut his hair mm. and like right. and like his dad blamed Fraser yeah for, right. like, these yes. changes in like his aesthetic and like his expression I was like this hits so hard atomically mm. way too close yeah. to home no, like sure. having like being a young i guess in my case queer person mm. and like having you know these these aspects of my behavior and my identity and and basically meeting people other youth in my life who like truly brought out the truth of who i was mm. and like how i felt truly like the most like myself with and having that shift be like attributed one as a bad thing but yep. also being be, making it seem as though they're like I feel like there's like this myth of like I don't know this like parental myth of like oh well like it's your friend it's your little you know friend. it's your friend like they're just like influencing you yeah. like they're making you to something that you're not blah 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 and I'm like no bitch this is who I am yeah. uh, this is literally who I am and they like bring it out in me and we bring it out each other and this is like the like this is what this is you're completely misunderstanding all of this mm-hmm. and you're trying to like you're like assessing me by a standard that was never correct you yeah. assumed I was a certain type of person mm-hmm. I just wasn't and mm-hmm. it's just. Oh my god! Watching yeah. that, I was like, "This is like a little too much." Yeah, like yeah. especially especially with it being his dad, because like I was like my own person who's so like, I don't know, my dad have kind of gone through it in the past. It's mm-hmm. like this is really oh my uh, okay. Well, this is <laughs> very yeah, no, emotional. No, 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 I, no, I yeah, it. we're on the same page. We're on the same page. I'll give you an example. I had a homegirl back in high school, like 19th grade, very young, and that was about the time where people 
who were queer or queer adjacent, I'll say, because I don't want to give everyone a definite LGBTQAI, but when people right. were kind of understanding there was more than what is presented, white picket fence, marry your childhood mm. best friend, go to college, have a kid. Right. I had a homegirl who is was a stud. She was a... Mm. And it didn't happen overnight. She was always a tomboy. And I remember being at her house. We were going to her girlfriend's basketball game. And mm. her father was like, it's like he wanted to blame me for the changes mm. she was going through. And I was like, well, that's really not it. And it was right. this weird space where this is my friend. This is my friend's father. Yeah, you want to stand up for yourself because like I told y'all before, I had no problem speaking my <laughs> mind. But it was like, but this Come is up. my friend's father. Like, I would much rather take the um, whatever he's dishing out to make sure my friend is okay mm-hmm. than to snap back at him. And then that's the straw to break the camel back where now, no, you can't. You can't even be around my child anymore. So it was a right. that very much was like had me unlocking some hidden memories that I completely forgot about. And mm. you know, I mean, I was just like, well, it is what it, oh, it is. What it is. Like I don't, <laughs> you know, you either you're gonna fight me. You know, I've had and it's the issues that I've had growing up has been with people's parents. Like, yeah, you have siblings, you have bullying mm. and fighting and arguing as peers, but I've had people, parents, tell me, like, straight out or say things. I'm like, my mama taught me and my father instilled in me, be respectful enough in other people's home. If you're uncomfortable, leave. Mm. If they ain't letting you mm. leave, then that's when you act a fool. But so all that being said, Kid Cuddy to Harper was just, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I get his end of it because I'm not, you know, I understand being an adult and then feeling like you went to sleep on Monday and then your child is a different person on Tuesday. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it, uh, things you do and say, they affect these children. They affect these adolescents. They affect adults. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, it's like, yeah. Ah, but it's yeah, also okay. like, what are you holding on to? Your child mm-hmm. or the idea of the life you know, what I mean, Idea. is this an extension of what you want your life to be? And so you're if your child mm. doesn't fit into that, it's like now you're messing up me as the main character of my story. Mm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you're that's like completely right. Yeah. Exactly. But you're like, look, that's not. And it's kind of hard when you do that for a young person, because then all of a sudden I got to be more grown than you. <laughs> yeah. How come I'm here yeah. having to be more grown than the people around me? And and mm-hmm. it's it's really painful. You know, I, I, God, Harper's situation. I like. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, it was something. Yeah. Um, I guess let's let's uh, move into Harper, like specifically Harper's mm. transformation, and uh, the tra- watching Caitlin at the beginning till we get Harper at the end, and then even the people that they meet along the way. Like the girl at the um was it like a pool hall bar or something that uh yes and then also mm-hmm. the interactions with friends people who Harper actually knew like what because I'm not trans I cannot speak wholeheartedly to that experience but watching this show 
I would like to think gave me at least just a little bit more insight into one of the similarities between just being queer on any part of the spectrum and then mm-hmm. being a child dealing with things. Oh, okay, let me walk it back because I'll be rambling. Let's talk about <laughs> our Let's talk about no, Harper. Because <laughs> I was going to be. So how do we feel about Harper and, and Caitlin in that arc? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think I've related a lot with him in a lot of ways. First of all, his his facial expressions and mine are very simple, similar. <laughs> and, and, and sort of like there are moments when he would just like give a look, and and I I I I don't always find myself like Marcy was saying, like I don't always find myself in stories. So mm-hmm. he, just like his temperament and and mine, I, I really fucked with it <laughs> like mm-hmm. um mm. it, i remember even after fraser said that thing in class and then uh he came up to like talk to him afterwards <laughs> and he was just like 100 percent like bro like i know you thought that was a good idea <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he, like wasn't a good idea <laughs> um mm. and then his i i think he's way more emotionally um developed than me which i i, I watching the show mm. maybe like kind of turn a glass mirror my, on myself but um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not always read as, uh, like legible gender wise. I know it's like, people are shocked to find this, but many a times I also mm-hmm. shaved off on my hair. Um, as a teenager, I am straight though, so I like don't want to take up space. Um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but to be, uh, I guess for me, I'm a black woman, but to be read differently in different spaces and to have gender labels that are different in different spaces, uh, you realize the the gender fluidity of things and you realize how it's all kind of socially constructed. And to mm-hmm. be in that place and have to find yourself when no one else, you know what I mean? When your father's mm-hmm. example of it is so toxic and to have to find it yourself. I, I really fucked with that and, and the way he... He had to find himself. I mean, in the same way. So I, I think there is like a human. There was just a black experience that I felt in his, mm-hmm. in him that I, I really related to. But I, there mm-hmm. are obviously things I did not understand. But it was nice to watch him come of age and see mm-hmm. how he dealt with it and see how he was like, okay, now this is going to be my masculinity to me. And this is what's going to look like. I thought that was very human and beautifully done and i don't think he had all the answers mm. at the end and uh, there was one point where he's kissing uh who was that person that the, he went to like the party with um fraser and he's backstage Brittany? no oh the bartender yeah i think it was the bartender mm. and yeah. he's making out with her and and he like has this moment on his his facial expressions are so emotionally confused but also it, it was just so complex like and i was like i feel this i feel like this moment as a teenager where you're you're finding yourself but you're also like you're happy but also like conflicted it was just the nuance of it was really humanized it was just yeah, yeah i don't know i, I really yeah. liked it but yeah absolutely yeah and oh my gosh, I have oh so many feelings about Harper. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to begin. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, very that all the things you just said, and it was really, really interesting. I know you know Harper's relationship with his dad is very complicated. Um, and even when the show ends, like I'm mm. very curious, kind of okay, what's going to happen yeah. next year? Right. But you, <clears throat> I thought it was really interesting just seeing kind of like. You know, once 
like he got his first period and stuff like his dad just treated him totally differently yeah and that and like i i I will say i did not think that harper storyline was going to go in that direction oh it's going to be kind of like how okay like there is like a just throughout puberty and adolescence it's like you know with yeah just kind of like telling the story of like how you know our relationships with our parents change and how people start mm. to read is different and like kind of like this uh, this process of becoming i guess in this case you know sort of what harvest dad would have assumed to have been like a cis woman like mm-hmm. the kind of like that process and like kind of how that like the restrictions that kind of come upon you you know mm-hmm. once you know you reach a certain age and have a period and all these different things and people just start to treat you different yeah and i thought that was really interesting but it was interesting seeing how afterwards i feel like it was interesting how harper's relationship with his dad was always very affirming of like his masculinity and his and of his gender and once that started to shift i feel like his like audacity and kind of like oh no y'all gonna y'all gonna recognize me for who i am i feel like it completely went up in a way that i was like yeah. i'm like really fucking with this mm-hmm. and it was also interesting too because it's like i liked how it existed both with and without fraser yeah i think when fraser was there it was like you know he felt confident being you know himself expressing himself in these more masculine ways but also when harper was by himself he was also yeah. like yeah i'm mm-hmm. i'm chill girl i'm good like yeah. i'm yeah. really not out here pressed and so i loved how there was like a self actualization like a self-reliance kind of like a okay like i can do this like just a confidence or at least it read to me as confident kind of like this this process Mm -hmm. and something that i thought was interesting about fraser specifically i know we're talking about harper i'm gonna get back (laughs) but i thought it was interesting how whenever harper and fraser were together like you know and and harper was presenting more in a more masculine way i feel like fraser does this thing did this thing that like i think cis people do a lot Mm -hmm. where like they feel this need to like mold a trans person in their transition mm. to like kind of give their unsolicited two cents on like okay. oh well like my femininity will look like this or my masculinity will look, mm. will look like this i remember there were times where fraser would say shit like oh like i feel like your masculinity is like retro and boring i feel like mm. it's like oh do you really think that like hunting makes you a man and mm-hmm. i'm like okay fraser like you that's not really your lane sister like you cannot <laughs> sit here and be like oh well i don't do this so like th- like your masculinity needs to look like mine and it right. always read as like benevolent but it, it the under current there and i feel like sometimes harper would kind of respond to it i was like right. this isn't really your lane like you mm-hmm. could offer some support and you have but like yeah. don't do that like this yeah. is harper's journey you're you're not really in you're the driver's for the right, yeah. seat here. and you're also kind of here. It, it, it also is insinuates that you are the holder of masculinity and harper mm-hmm. exactly yes know, um exactly that as a cis person, somehow your interpretation of gender is more valid or yeah. like is the only way that the old, like a trans person in question can mm-hmm. be the gender right, that they are. And I was like, your, it yeah. was exactly. And so I was like, that is, it was like so subtle. Cause the comments are only here and there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a very right, right, right. everlasting theme, but I always peeped it. And I was like, okay, this is, mm-hmm. this is so nuanced. It's yeah. so nuanced. nuanced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but Harper's character, I was just like, you were just, moving through so much but yeah. like with a i don't know just like with a flair that i'm just like really like an like an unapology that i'm just so about yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah, no, no, shit he wasn't unapologetic but it, it wasn't like he wasn't struggling you know what i mean like he's mm, still right. a teenager mm-hmm. it was so god he, yeah the actor is great like impressive also marcy something you said at the very beginning where you're like i thought this was gonna the direction of like a cis hetero woman like having to understand like the restrictions that suddenly come upon upon puberty Mm -hmm. there's so much truth in that Mm -hmm. sentence Mm -hmm. like 
you know, I while I was watching the show and I was like, now it made me think like, are heteronormative people think they're free and cis people think they're free and they're becoming, mm. but how much of our becoming is actually stagnated by the limitations put on us mm. at, at about that age? You know what I mean? Where 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 yeah. we be, where become performative and that performance lasts yeah. for so long. I, I don't know. Mm. It yes. did make me think. Oof. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Because even even being queer, but being a cis person growing up, that like you know when you're stepping out of bounds. You know, oh, like yeah. even when it comes down to like schoolyard bullying, if it's like, oh, um, you know, your mama's so fat, such as such, then you come to recognize being fat is a bad thing. Mm. If it's oh, you mm. act like a girl, or oh, to a girl you act like a boy, you come to recognize that it being mm. bad. So even prior to getting to mm. this space, it could be jokes and bullying and slight teasing from family, but yeah, you you learn pretty quickly mm-hmm. what about you is wrong right. by society mm-hmm. standards, and you learn how to perform this masculinity or femininity or dress to to, to blend into the background mm-hmm. or even mm. rely on telling jokes to be the funny friend to, you know so huh oh, yeah, yeah. oh the funny friend <laughs> oh, <God>. okay lord <laughs> didn't have to call me out like that okay look i'm also assuming that i'm funny hey, which like girl what you are you are you <laughs> are oh man but yeah but but harper's story in particular really for me though i'm not a woman i'm looking at this little black child who's going through their own battles, but then being in this, like you said, kind of speaking to Frazier, like though you are a big help in some regards, I'm just thinking about black bodies being policed at every single every age by everyone. And so for this to be, though there's black people on base, of course, it's mostly black show, like, Mm There's no other black girls. There's no young black girls on this show. And mm-hmm. to see this, tra- I, I, I think that helped. Um, well, let me see. How do I put this? I think that amplified Harper's story even more. Um, because I feel like a lot of times with white media, you get the racially ambiguous uh, woman and then they call her black and like that's it. Um here we're getting a story that is a lot of people's story, but you don't see this. I have not turned on a mm-hmm. TV in my Sunday Sunday years of life and seen this story Ever. where it wasn't white and maybe toned down. Yeah, but I've never I seen this attributed to a black person. Definitely. And I, I, for that alone, I would always recommend this show. For yeah. that alone. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. I love Harper. Definitely. And this was yeah. what's well, what's the actress's name? Their first, very yeah, first project. Yeah, I had to go. Yeah, I are you serious? I was like, yes. this, this child is a child. <laughs> uh, yeah. Acting, yeah. Yeah. acting. Then, yes. That's why like, the the complexity of the facial expression shown. I was like, this person's got to be 29, 20, 30, 20, yeah. 30, My my bad. Yeah. But, and then I looked and I was like, right. oh, God, on, this 20, is 30. early twenties. I was like, right, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. Wow. This is a kid. Like to me, this is a kid. This is a little cousin, right. a little sibling. Yeah, this is the child. And the like you said, the facial expressions alone. And then I like that and this may be reaching a bit, but I know a lot of times, oh God, when you see a black woman or a black girl on a TV show or something, and then you give some of those same looks, now it's um angry, sassy. Yeah. 
uh, for comic relief mm. or extremely um, blown out of proportion for like comedic effect or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I got a I got a lot of my cousins. Wait, I got a lot of my peers. Sorry to interrupt. Mm, I think we have to be careful because no, Harper is trans male, so we we have to be careful. We're we're drawing a line between like woman expressions and. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that because we're no cool. Sorry, I don't want to come in and police, but I just want to make sure I've I've made this mm-hmm. mistake before, and I want to make sure we're like okay. When we're talking about cis woman or even a uh, queer woman, mm-hmm. that we make clear that we're not talking about Harper since he doesn't identify that way. But I do. I want to okay. keep the conversation talking about the way women are identified. I just I think that people might not. Right, right, right. No, no. I'm, I'm. Look, I'm big on representation here. I'm telling people <laughs> all the time. I'm learning. So jump in at any mm-hmm. time. Um, so one, thank yeah, you, of course. thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, it, well, yeah. So I guess my 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 main takeaway from that is just a lot of the things that were done with the physical acting would be read or even presented like the same exact facial expressions, same exact mannerisms, everything would be have been read differently and. Oh God, how I put this. And I want to say as a joke because I don't think that's it. But I think that they took a lot of care with being serious with this character's transition yes. and with everything about them. Nothing mm-hmm. ever felt like, oh, let's just throw this in last minute, or this doesn't matter, or um, let's make this a joke. Like if, if everything felt intentional yeah. and everything felt serious and felt genuine. So that's my mm. takeaway from Harper. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you because I feel like in when it's white media portraying black bodies it's almost a side thought an afterthought uh, we need a diverse mm. character traits in there so we're just gonna throw them in but we don't yeah. really analyze the complexity of the black experience and 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 mm-hmm. the coming of age mm-hmm. oh that's such a true point that's such a i agree with mm-hmm. that i i I'm, that's where i've built my entire platform on because i'm sick and tired so as a quick aside, I started this podcast, what, five years ago? <laughs> because I got tired of going into Marvel oh movies and seeing DC properties <laughs> and seeing all of these white faces. Like, that's fine and good. Superman mm. is white. Cool. Batman is white. Fine. But there are so many black characters that if you would just write them in the books so these black kids mm-hmm. can read them, then all of a sudden you can get a vixen who's a dark-skinned black woman, put her on screen, and that's a black woman with a check. Right. You even have mm. people who are handicapped, like Oracle is a woman in a wheelchair white woman that's neither here nor there but put her in the comics more make people read this more and then hire somebody who's in a wheelchair don't hire an actor to sit in a chair and and mimic the experiences of somebody who so all that being said like that is that is my sole purpose with my platform is to be able to talk about people who have who are different from societal norms so this correction Mm -hmm. that you just made Trust and believe, I'm not offended at all, and I think it's very uh, warranted because I'm still learning, but I would much rather have something be course-corrected than to, like we see in so many other forms of media, just have everything whitewashed or have one Mm -hmm. particular group of people telling the story for everyone when that's not fair. That's not everyone's story. Right. Right. So (laughs) it's so interesting. I feel like this. Okay. I have a point that, like, I feel like kind of like mails a lot of things that just happened together that I kind of want to share. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because, I mean, speaking to like the centering of like black experiences, black trans experiences, and, and all of that, it's interesting that you, like, you know, even when I was watching the show, like, I was like, how do I address 
Harper? Mm-hmm. Like what name should I use? What pronoun should I use? Because I feel like there's always in, and, and again, this is sort of like, you know, in, in like a more white queer and trans narrative i feel like everything's very focused on like language and announcement like it's like oh i am this these are my da 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 whatever whatever it feels like there's a there's a really heavy emphasis on like word choice and like display and like this coming out basically is what i'm kind of alluding to and i feel like harper's experience of kind of just like experiencing his gender and like moving through different aesthetics, kind of like, you know, things being a bit more fluid, things mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, kind of flowing between contexts. Like, it, it was just so mm-hmm. seamless. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this reads as more, like, accurate, right. honestly, mm-hmm. to, like, mm-hmm. different experiences that I've had of people that I know where it's, like, people just sort of, like, come into their own and, like, it's like a, it's like a, Aqua and I kind of talked, to, what book was it? I think it might have been Sula by Toni Morrison. But it's, like, it's kind of like this idea that I feel like, often as black people we kind of come from communities where they're just like kind of just known things mm-hmm. about other people mm-hmm. and like there's just like a kind of like oh like this person does that or this person's like this or da 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 and there's just kind of like a like a in an ideal circumstance it's just sort of like an inclusion and an understanding of who people are right. and i feel like seeing that kind of play out in harper's like trans narrative and experience and identity like was just really really interesting like not saying that there wasn't tension but mm-hmm. i think that like i liked the fluidity of how harper was right. allowed to come into himself it wasn't yeah. like a, oh like i am now this and so from henceforth this. it was just yeah. very like it's like it's like oh like harper and even before there was even any kind of like you know before harper was like considering like tea and all those other things like i mean harper like like the like the the fluidity with, with with which Harper kind of could express his identity was already sort of acknowledged, like, even by his dad, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yep. even before, like, the cutting of hair, it was like, oh, well, like, you know, I've seen Harper wear these types of clothes before and be, like, you know, red as a boy before and all these different things. I'm like, I'm not really mm-hmm. bothered by it. You know, like, it's like, I don't know, there's just something about that that, that feels... I'm, I'm not sure if it's black specifically, but I feel like as a black person, yeah. I recognize that kind of that, like, subtlety and fluidity with which people can kind of exist and, and be accepted and be sort of yeah. understood. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. That I was like, this is so, I love that this exists, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I, 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 I was watching it, I was like, um, part of me was like, God, is it possible that queerness, whiteness defines queerness in the American context in a way that isn't always fair? And and and, mm. and that's why, yeah, there was something about Harper's experience. I was like, this feels very black and queer, not just queer. Like, yeah, and, right, right. I really like that. And then, like, to your point, Marcy, like, yeah, in the same way in Sula, they were like, I don't know. The, what the, the Deweys are just doing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> um, I, I don't, yeah, I think there's um, there's a different experience and a different, uh, I don't know, things that are emphasized that I, mm. I, I want to see more black queer stories for this reason. Well, all queer stories of all people for this reason. It's because I think. Mm-hmm. It, it, how different cultures um, interact with gender and define it and, and put it into a space is significant. Um, and it doesn't mm-hmm. belong to one one group of people to decide how it's defined. Yep. And I think sometimes exactly. that gets lost in, in it. But um, yeah. And also, I will say, seeing a more... I don't know how Harper identifies as far as like sexual orientation, but mm. even just seeing... Harper have kind of like romantic interests of folks of like mm-hmm. varying genders. I'm yeah. like, okay, so we're we're we are both intersecting queerness and transness in a black mm-hmm. person. Like, I just, mm-hmm. oh, I, I just, what? Where is it? 
where is it? We need yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I love that it's not like a mm-hmm. presumably, you know, like heterosexual yeah. trans person. It's mm-hmm. like, it's yeah. like we're exploring yeah. sexual fluidity within trans people in mm-hmm. a way that I'm like, I think, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. God, yeah. No, no, you're <sighs> absolutely right. Even the aesthetic, like if we're getting into body types, like I like that as well. Yeah. Like, if you look at the kisses alone that Harper has had, like with the different people, Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Brittany has a particular body type that the bartender doesn't. And then mm-hmm. uh, what's the girl from the um, pool hall bar? Is, what is that? Was that a bar? A pool oh house? Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it, it was like a pool house. Yeah. <laughs> is it all of the above? But, yeah, I liked, I liked that. And uh, race is a big deal to me mm-hmm. when, when – um, when I get into podcasting, because I do want to highlight black and people of color. And so, mm-hmm. but I'll say it, it wasn't, I want to say it wasn't a big deal. Cause that's not it in this show. It felt, it didn't feel as highlighted. Oh, okay. How do I put this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it felt like it just happened mm-hmm. to be because you understood we were Americans from different places on this base there. You were bound to have, a mixture of relationships and experiences with people. Whereas if you go mm. to like Atlanta, more times than not, you're going to be in class with 30 other black people. Mm. You know, if you mm. go to, I, I don't know, Oxford, yeah, I'm sure there's some white folks there who, you know, so it's just, it, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it just didn't feel, um, it didn't feel like a mandate. Like here it's like, okay, we have mm. this black league, get them this white love interest. Like right. the mm. pairings here, even with Craig, and I would have had this have been a show set in Atlanta or New York, I'd be like, okay, I can believe this, but what is this? But on here, it didn't it didn't give me that initial kind of side eye. Mm. Um, again, not to say I'm against interracial relationships, I could care less. But it 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 felt it felt yeah. real. Like these were real people mm. having this experience, like. I felt convinced that, yeah, they probably met, fell in love, had some dinner, and now he don't want to leave her. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I don't know what that says about me, but I think the race, interracial aspect of race on this show was handled really mm. well um, mm. or better than what I've seen in, in other shows and movies before. I'll say yeah. that. I, mm, I feel I'll like when that. you're, it, it's almost reflective, though, of like actuality, because when you're in America, like the standards of of like the politics of who you date and why and like mm-hmm. preferences i use quotation marks because mm-hmm, those need mm-hmm. to be like dissected <laughs> examined yeah yes. I, it's in a way that like <laughs> yeah. i feel like people are more americans in particular are more i think americans are very repressed sexually and in their whole dating mm. oh for sure thing. Definitely. i agree and yeah. so when when they're abroad you're almost like you could believe that he just likes this person because he just likes them because there's the, the american yeah. pressure isn't mm. there whereas like when you're in america you're like mm. do you do you like them because you, you like them or because you because you were taught that that and that's going to give you more society or you have mm. unexamined facial mm. you know what i mean yeah. like i feel like that's yeah. and i i feel like i felt that in a true way even when i was really in real life abroad that people would suddenly mm. drop the facade the anxieties um mm-hmm. for better or for worse <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And oh, also, man. I wanted to point out, this is a side tangent, Marvel and all these comics, they do highlight too many white people. Like, it's get, it's absurd. Like, you're like, we really needed three Chris's in this movie. Three people named Chris. Really? But that's that's so yeah. specific. Yeah. It was, I, I used to play this game when I went to the movies of, like, find the person of color. And I would, like, literally, like, be looking mm-hmm. and trying oh, to find. Oh, my God. And it's, it's so frustrating and irritating for media to... Because yeah. the older you get, the more you realize you're like, oh, this is a manu. You're giving me a manufactured view of society, and this is. I, yeah. I like quote this Tennessee quotes uh, quote all the time, which like makes me basically obnoxious. But whatever. <laughs> 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 he was never, like, um, never. He was saying that imagination decides who will be considered human twenty years from now. Yep. And there's, there's such mm. a truth to that. And the people wonder, like, why the media polices what we see. Like you were saying to your point earlier, like, why is all the Netflix, like, black women are, like, very light-skinned and you see very few dark-skinned mm-hmm. black women? Like, why are, yes. like, dark-skinned black men put in far more masculine roles? Um, and then, like, I have the thing about the mixed family where it's, like, for some strange reason, like, the, 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 the parents are, like, the same race, but every time the girl turns out lighter than the boy. And you're, like, wait, this doesn't make yep. any sense. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh playing with genetics yeah. here, but um, this is a complete tangent. But mm-hmm. I, 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 you said that in maybe. No, me yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Definitely. That's, yeah, that's, that's, again, that's the hill I die on. I'm, I'm sick of it. It's annoying. And I will talk about it till I'm blue in the face. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's what I liked about Harper's family is that, I, again, no colorism over here, but they were all dark-skinned, beautiful, dark-skinned people. Mm. Like, mm. I, uh, Danny, Jennifer, Kid Cudi, because that's the name <laughs> now for me, and Harper, like, they all look like a family unit. They look, it was convincing. I'm like, okay, this, mm. again, is something that I don't usually see, mm. you know? Even the people who were just friends, like, I think... Um, Craig was pretty dark, and then what's his name? Is it is it Jack? What's the guy Sam. with the braids? The Sam. Uh, no, yeah. Sam. So, wait, is it not? No, you're, right. you're right. We had Rico. No, yeah, okay. Sam. Yeah, but no, like they were. They look like black people who I'm either family with, friends with, known from in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped that Danny was on um, All American. I watched that show, so I recognize him from there. But it was just like. <laughs> This is a black family. This that looks like a black family, and I think that's important, especially with representation, because again, like you said, we have these families where every girl comes out looking mixed race or you know racially ambiguous, yeah. and that that is someone's truth. That's a lot of people's mm-hmm. truth, but it's not everyone's. And True. so, if we see it in every single right. show and movie, you know. Again, 20 years from now, will people look back and say, oh, black women sure looked, I don't know, paperback test worthy. Right, I don't know. Right. Like, what? Mm, so, yeah. Because mm. there's definitely, like, you know, not even, I don't even say subtext because it's not even subtle, but yeah, like, definitely, like, intonations there or, like, I guess communications around, like, beauty right. and value mm-hmm. and, you know, beauty is capital and stuff like that. Yeah. And that kind of corresponding with being lighter skinned and things like that which is <laughs> fucked up <laughs> um so, <laughs> so yeah but um yeah that's like such a good point and even like i don't know i think about danny and craig's relationship oh and i was so curious yeah. where that was going oh, to go and i was like it felt i was like yeah even i remember jennifer was talking to oh my god what's her name maggie yeah like she was telling she was like 
cry- she was crying. She was talking to Maggie and she was like, yeah. And like, you know, he meant like Craig meant so much to Danny. Yep. And like, you know, he, he, and she never finished her sentence. And I was I, like, fuck, what were you going to say? say? They were lovers. I was they so were. curious. What, he, what, what, she, I, what was she going to say? There's that scene right yes. before he gets on the, the bus with him yep. and Dan. Yep. I was like, this, this yeah. breaks my heart. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wait, you said you said I they were lovers. So. Yeah, they I, had I, to be. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. So. That's what I was thinking too. Okay. Yeah, he. That's it, what I thought too. That, uh, that's another thing that I like. Um, there's this running like joke of a meme about. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch High School Musical, but the Corbin Blue and I don't know the white guy's name. Forgive me. Like wait, um, Ashley Tisdale's um yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. Of course. And they I already friends. knew. I yeah. already knew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never seen this meme in my life, and I knew knew yes. exactly who it was about to but be about. It's just a running meme. Like, like, this, in the most recent one I saw, was like, there's no heterosexual way to explain this energy between the two of them. <laughs> and that's what I got from Danny and Chris. It was never, <laughs> it never felt overt. Like, we're like, okay. With their relationship, I always felt like they were close. I think when they did the the sky the skyline thing, it was when I was like, "Oh, there's something here that feels more Wait, romantic skyline? than friendship." Right. And like you said, the conversation at the bus, even when they decided to get married, it, it just felt like there is something here between us that is unspoken mm. to the friend groups. So in turn, the audience watching does not have that yeah, insight. That's what it felt that's like a good to me. Point. That's a good point. So, mm. so these little moments, even when like they were in the, the villa or the house dancing and he picked Danny, well, kind of drug him over to, um, what's his wife's name? Um, Brittany? Valentina, I think. No, no, not Brittany. The, the, the thin. Valentina, Valentina yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like he kissed him on the forehead and he put them together and like it oh god it it felt very familiar to to relationships and experiences I've mm. had. So that's why I picked mm. I was like, "Oh, they are they're lovers." And it might not even be a whole we're in a relationship, we're holding hands, and we're together, but there is something romantic right. there that is like am I the only one seeing right. this? No, like, no, no, I'm it was no. I, I, I yeah. peeped it too. Yeah, I definitely peeped it too. Yeah. I was just, I was waiting for confirmation, you and never I, got it. I never feel got like, it. I mean, confirmation. I mean, I think we did get confirmation in, in some more subtle ways, but I, I guess I was looking for like some kind of like yeah. specific scene right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One thing I do wonder about is, um, so at the end of the episode, where I'm, I'm, spoilers abound, but I mean, I already <laughs> said Craig died. He did. Okay, no, I'm sorry, y'all. But at the end of that episode, um. Sorry, no, should I like not say that? Should I like no, try to? Go oh, okay, ahead. what okay. they gonna do? So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna assume the yard. Anyway, whatever. So, at the end of that episode where he died, um, you know, there was a scene where uh, Danny was praying for like yeah. really long, mm-hmm. and it was like all in Arabic. And I never, and like, I kind of would love to know what he was saying. Like, I was like, what is, what do all these words mm-hmm. translate to? And I wonder if there was like meaning there as far as like his relationship with Craig. Oh, really? I don't know if I'm reading I too think, much into no, no, it, I, but I, it's something that I, I'm curious what the text was he was saying like during all of that. That uh, was something that came into my I mind. Thought he like, was con- I, I thought that there, so. there was like a mixture there, both of his, his relationship with his father that he doesn't know. Because we didn't get into this, mm-hmm. but like the Kid Cudi and um, what's her name? Ma- Maggie? What's her name? Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer. Um, Danny is not Kid Cudi's son. It's from a previous relationship mm. and i believe he was muslim um yeah so i feel like there is there is both this like kind of finding himself like in the paternal line type of thing and also like his religion but i do think the tragedy of craig's death 
brings him to that moment. Mm. I feel like he's converting. I feel like he was watching the videos earlier yeah. to convert to Islam. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was mm-hmm. like doing it for real, like to himself. Like, yeah. 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 Because yeah, he had been doing that for a while. It was, um, Harper even teased him about it. Like when on that was second episode, I think, when they were on the beach and oh put God. up that, that shirt over his face and was like, oh, would I look better like this? Or would you prefer me like something like mimicking mm-hmm. the, oh, I'm going to butcher it, headdress because I cannot remember the name. Like of, a hijab? Yes, there mm-hmm. we go, of uh, Muslim women. And I was like, oh, okay, this is something. Like I, I would have loved to gotten more of Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way that we got of Harper, I mean, I know it was his mm. story, but like, yeah, it would have been nice. I agree. You're, oh, yeah. I agree with that actually. Golly, yeah. I wish, but he, I really like him as an actor, though. I like him because I remember Danny's character. He said something to Craig where he was like, "Some I forgot what happened, but I just remember a line where he says something to the effect of like, you know, I'm not some kind of like savage or something like that. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it was like real quick, and yeah. I was like, did something happen? Mm-hmm. Like. What happened? Like I don't know. I feel like there's something going on in Danny's past, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm curious. What? Like, why would well, you say that? Like, it just it fell yeah. out of place. I was like, I'm curious. Like, you know, and and was this action? Does that and does that in any way interact with the fact that he's like converting religiously and all of that? Right. Like, I'm curious, yeah. kind of like how I, I all of this came to be. But I also think like yeah. we, so, I, as we're civilians, so like, I think about how hyper. Like, okay. Uh, Spoiler alert, America did two wars in the Middle East and we like have done, America has been quite racist in the past um, and mm-hmm. xenophobic, um, particularly Islamophobic is the right word. How is that a spoiler? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, so wait, if you're gasping with disbelief, I got some right. motherfucking questions. I know you're not saying but you're I, surprised. I, I, right. I, I think that... Um, on an army base can you imagine how much more intense that it like that history is and mm-hmm. maybe even mm-hmm. there's a little bit of self-consciousness about you know like mm-hmm. how someone would view him not not that every not that i don't i feel like there are people in the army who are like i don't think that way i know i'm not trying to say that you do but i guess what i'm saying <laughs> is like that's yeah. the maybe that's the fear and oh, we want to say like oh you know it's been so long since those those wars are still happening actually i think but mm. <laughs> we want to say that like mm. oh society has moved past that but like look that's our lifetime like we've seen the rise of islamophobia yeah. so it, it, you know like yeah. maybe that's a stigma that he's like trying to be like you know don't paint me that way based on my mm-hmm. on my religion mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah yeah i, could, I could be wrong though yeah i mean so interesting no no i'm 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 with you 100 percent because i i seeing him go on this journey of becoming more religious and and learning more about uh being a muslim about his his father craig died in afghanistan like he was like there's things long story short i agree with everything you said because i feel like it's more like <laughs> i'm still your friend like harper went through harper's transformation um fraser being the new kid has shaken shit mm-hmm. up. Brittany has mm-hmm. dated and dealt with because it felt like she, they had her hypersexual or well, mm, well that can be unpacked. But it's like everyone <laughs> was going through some sort of a change, and with <laughs> Danny going through his, it was like, no, I'm still your friend. I'm not a savage. I'm not mm-hmm. what you got. What I'm not the image. Mm. Like a gay person who was like, come out as gay. I'm still your friend. I just happen to like boys or like girls or whatever. I feel it was mm-hmm. like more of like a reassurance. Like I'm. 
not even that I'm not like them. I'm not like this label that you're putting the on stereotype. them. I'm not a savage. I'm, yeah. Right. So that's the way I read it anyways. Yeah. Like, and I, I think it would be wrong. more... <laughs> It, I think it would be more intense because the, the like it's an, on a military base. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, Absolutely. I, I, there's such a loneliness to that too. I, I I remember this is like a weird like historical throwback to a time that I wasn't alive in. But um, a lot of <laughs> Japanese Americans <laughs> when they were fighting in World War Two, you know, they dealt with this sort of dual irritation. Yep. I, I think that's kind of what. Mm. Um, Danny is dealing with you know there's that's a conflict a lot of a lot of people feel that you to be you know there's like the black american experience where your americanness isn't as questioned but there's the the immigrant mm. experience black or not black immigrant experience in which you're a foreigner you know what i mean there's a, there's a sudden mm-hmm. you're you could be seen as adversarial when you're like i'm not and also my religion isn't yeah. an adversarial right. one and also it's just as american as your religion you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. yeah you're right Jesus. It's rough. They're all going. They're going through, like that's what we said. We said we were, they were going through it, and they are going through it. And it's yeah, hard. they are yeah. indeed going through <laughs> yeah. it. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And then with every yeah. everybody, there's not one person on this show who is not dealing with something heavy. Uh, Harper's mm. relationship with the Stam guy, though, his might seem a bit more trivial or someone watching might not see it as, as important, but a teenager going through a breakup where they feel like I was severely head over heels in love. I didn't see that as any less important than Harper's transformation mm-hmm. than um, Danny's, um, mm-hmm. you know, coming to his religion than um, Frazier becoming one of the guys and not just t-shirt. Mm. how they called him in the beginning yeah. you know so I, it's acceptance everybody that's what pe- yeah. looking for acceptance without having to diminish who you are that's that's really the story mm. of coming mm. age, right like you want to be yeah. loved truly and honestly and and it's almost like you'll give up who you are for acceptance but but what would you really yeah. want is that moment at the end of the show yeah we're like Frazier and Harper are like making out as the sun rises and it's so authentic and so honest and you're it. just like yeah. this is it like it's it's who we I know it says we are who we are but that's almost like a statement of mm. like who we are isn't as significant as who we are wow Akko mm. put it on a Tumblr page that made no <laughs> fucking sense <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! No, but I totally, I totally, I totally get what you know? you're saying. Yeah, it same. is so funny because I feel, I feel like that theme, that idea of like being accepted despite how you are. I feel like, or ooh, not how you are. What the fuck? <laughs> who you are? Come on, words yeah. things. But anyway, Marcy, yikes. Um, I remember earlier, so episode four, when they had that whole pool party and it was like oh. super mm. chaotic, the whole, and like the chaos, whole episode yes. was just like, the, like I just, I, I feel like it should just be called the chaos of <laughs> yes. episode four. Like that yes. should just be the title of episode yes. four. And watching those scenes, it was so reminiscent, not necessarily of adolescence, but of like, just like the way that they were all existing, everyone like held space and like had like, 
it, it just felt like everyone fit in. Like mm-hmm. the floor was high everyone enough fit, that yeah. everyone was like on the same yeah. level. There was just like the way that everyone was expressing themselves. I was like, oh, so there's like mm-hmm. no stratification here. Like we're all mm-hmm. just like existing and expressing and just like chaos incarnate and like everyone wins. It just yeah. felt so, it's so, I, like it's so funny because I've like thought about that theme before and I feel like in my life it has manifested in like being in like party situations or just like mm-hmm. kind of like fun, friv- like frivolous kind of situations where it's like, wow, we're all just like, fun and lit and part of the scene like part of the equation and i just loved like that happening i don't even know how this ties in no, it makes no, point, but no, i feel like yeah, that was yeah, yeah like I, I feel like that that theme was just like kind of present the throughout story. the yeah. the story and that was just something that i just really loved especially seeing how fraser you know kind of went from being like oh yeah we fucking hate fraser to like yeah okay even if sam don't really fuck with fraser like yeah everyone right, has like, a here. place and yeah. everyone's kind of everyone's right. part of this um Oof. it's it's yeah, yeah. i will no, say oh sorry Marcy, keep keep going i was gonna say uh, just to, to tie it back to when harper and fraser kissed at the end mm-hmm. i'm i i'm admittedly not sure how i feel about that not mm-hmm. because i'm like a trump supporter or nothing like that but i think a part <laughs> of me did like they friendship i, I liked the, the yeah I yeah the Im- like i i loved the really tactile loving yeah. intimate friendship i because i feel like you never mm-hmm. really see that. Yeah. And I think especially for like, I, I would imagine for like a romantic or asexual people, like that kind of representation could be really, really powerful. Just mm-hmm. seeing like a really loving, intimate friendship with someone that yeah. like, and to the point where people are confused, like people are like, y'all have to be dating. There's yeah. no way that y'all share this level of in- emotional intimacy without dating. And so I kind of liked it when they weren't, I mean, not to say that they right. are in a relationship, but I think that like, I don't know. I, I liked it being really ambiguous and being kind of like, oh no, we hold hands because right. we love each other. We mm-hmm. sit close to each other because we love each other. And like me loving you doesn't have to have, it, it felt like a true separation of like romance and sexuality mm-hmm. in a way that I feel like we don't really get to see. Yeah. Like I feel like it, it kind of, it, it, it illuminated the idea of like a romantic or not even saying that this, theirs was romantic, but I think I can imagine someone being able to like kind of, understand like okay there is like a romantic energy versus like yeah. a sexual right. energy yeah and there's might teeter more towards the former than the latter mm. i was so, gonna s- just some thoughts say, there marcy that i agree with you i, I get so mad at myself because mm-hmm. marcy will make a really good point and then i'll jump in to interrupt <laughs> while he's making the point i'll be like that's a great point marcy and marcy's like <laughs> i'm still saying it <laughs> <laughs> but, um, i was gonna say that i i watching this show i was like i think it's asking us to even question like why do we put everything intimate in a romantic context which i do think is mm. very american someone's gonna be like actually no we do that in europe too i'm sorry i'm not from europe i don't know but um but like <laughs> I, I i it made there are so many deep emotional relationships i've had with people um, that weren't romantic that that people found illegible and i was like oh, mm-hmm. why yeah. can't it be at this deep and why can't it be this meaningful and this important without it being i think we mm-hmm. prioritize the romantic relationship mm-hmm. as 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 being the legitimate kind and there's yeah. so many different yeah. types even with craig and danny like if they're lovers legit but if they're romantically <laughs> intimate friends also legit you know like Mm, relationships are so i I was reading a quote that says like if there are as many types of brains as there are people then and then there is as many types of love as there are people and there's a truth to that that i think is sometimes diminished but i also don't want to take away from the legitimacy of like no i'm a queer person this is my romantic partner no we're not friends Mm -hmm. there's that's true too so i don't want to take away from that i guess i just I want to nuance the conversation. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think, I think it's just right. mm-hmm. yeah. No, go ahead. 
No, I just want to say, yeah, I, exactly. I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, come off in that way. But I think, yeah, just multiplicity, multiplicity. like seeing like these romantic relationships, but also like, you know, friendships that might maybe be coded as romantic, mm-hmm. but, but aren't, or maybe friendships that are coded as romantic right. and kind of are, you know, mm-hmm. like I like just the multiplicity of like, like exactly what you just said, like love existing in so many different ways and ways that like challenge the legibility of how we can relate to one another. Like giving like examples of like, Oh no, we can like, these are relationships. Like we have permission to relate to one another like this. It does not have to be like prescriptive and like kind of contrived in these different ways. So yeah. Yeah. And I I think the, the, the not giving it a definite, um, Danny and Craig kiss, I think it lends itself to everything we've said. Mm-hmm. Because if I interpret Ooh. it as them being lovers, that's true. But if, like you said, Alco, if it's they are friends with a romantic friendship, not necessarily sexual or relationship, that's true mm-hmm. as well. Because mm-hmm. nothing has been defined. The um, director and the writer never say it. You know, art is to be examined, broken apart. Everybody takes their mm-hmm. own interpretation so i think it's all true i think that in this case mm. every bit of it is true yeah. you know sometimes it's good to get that definite but having that out in the open i instinctively felt a relationship mm-hmm. you know if, if you don't as the viewer that doesn't mean that you know i think that's just as true that okay no they were just true. friends so yeah yeah i i'll give you an example have y'all seen the get down no i haven't no okay <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say there is a relationship that is in that show that I will argue to my dying day that that is romantic. Mm. I, so I'm going to just leave it there. I'm going to leave it there because, yeah. Take a look. I've, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, that is, stay together. So, <laughs> but I am so curious. Okay. Yeah. Shoot. Wait, is, I'm looking it up because I've, I've vaguely heard of this, but I haven't really like. See watched it for real yeah it's on netflix it's very much like a musical in a sense that not every episode they're singing songs but it's about the music industry in the Mm. 70s and when i watch tv i usually live tweet you know movies and shows that i'm watching and Mm -hmm. a lot of my heterosexual peers are like oh this is a good show such such i'm like well what about this very clearly queer love triangle and they're like now what the hell are you talking about do you not see this? So you know, it's, I love this. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's, and that do be happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be talking to straight people, and I'm like, I know <laughs> y'all got come right. What? Like, I'd, I'd be like, I so we're y'all really, and then I realize I'm like, oh, they're actually different. Like, yeah. like there's some media that's truly like it's like as a queer person, yeah. like it's just going to hit completely mm-hmm. different, yeah. and like you're going to pick up on things that like. Mm-hmm people who are not queer just are not going to right, <laughs> and right. like maybe like i'm not saying that it's they're unable to ever I think they're not underst- allowing themselves or, to i think it's a, a i think oh, it's a purposeful I think, limitation yeah I, interesting because yeah, i can't let this thing i enjoy also be i mean intimacy it, is obvious a, like right yeah. like come on it's like when you walk mm-hmm. into a room and like two friends yeah. are like suddenly not fr- like closer than friends and you're like oh let me just get my cheetos and leave the room <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> you always know right that's, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I really appreciate that reflection because yeah, I think sometimes it's just yeah, like I feel like sometimes it's like oh, I guess these are just some cultural pieces that like you're just only gonna like mm. it's it's more readily to be picked up if you are yourself queer. But yeah. I can I be honest with you, Marcy? I, I think, think you're think you're right. I think the, the hegemony is usually lying about the things they're being um they're choosing to be obtuse. I think that's true about race, and I think that's true about gender. Ooh, oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I go came oh. for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
And look, shit ever scalped. The clip, the clip. <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Mm. Well, um, I guess if we can move into Frasier, because Frasier and Harper were pretty much the main characters. Mm. Um, I didn't like Frasier. And my yeah. dislike came from his relationship with his mother. Mm. Yeah. And the more I saw him, the more I understood how why he was written this way. But I still couldn't get behind. Like, for all the great things he did for Harper and for himself and, you know, throughout the show, it was still like, what type of adult is this going to mm. be? Like, if this is your relationship mm. and this is the foundation, regardless of if his mom really was letting him do things as as kind of like reparations for moving him around to different bases and, and never, have him never meet his dad and all that off the table, he's going to be an adult in a few years. Yeah. What does an adult Frasier look like existing in the world, terrorizing people? Because not that he needed to get beat, but there needed to be some type of structure who hits? The, who slaps their mom in the face? Yeah. Oh my god! I am. Yeah. Oh my god! So and then he called her. At the, you know. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Several names. Yes. He. He was a lot. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I I know this is someone's experience. It's not mine. Um, and it had it made me really look at. His mom, even Maggie, I even looked at Maggie sideways like, ain't no way I'm married to you and your child is beating you. No, yeah. I don't care biologically yours or not. It, so, let me, I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I, I very much, I, I'm sorry, were you, were you done? No, 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 go, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I literally, interrupted. he actually asked if you're fit. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You also will ask. I, I I share the same re- reflections. You know, Fraser is someone who I feel like he's very like his character is very. In- I find him very interesting, and I find him like complex in these different mm-hmm. ways. But I do. I, it's like it's like it's a hard stop for me as far as like yeah, like his relationship with his mom's. Like mm-hmm. I mean, definitely more so Sarah than Maggie. But mm-hmm. I'm just like you were just so like you cannot be abusing your parents. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot be striking them and like calling them these horrible things and mm-hmm. being just like actually terrible in a way that I'm like, and, and in a way it's kind of interesting. Cause I think that like it's, you see Frazier in all these other contexts and it's like, damn, like I really want to fucking like you. Yeah. Like you have, or even moments like with his mom where like, you know, I remember there was one, the one scene where he was like feeling really anxious and she like mm-hmm. cuddled him mm-hmm. and like, calmed him down and all of that and he like was and I was like oh like this is like a kind of nice scene but then like the next scene he's like hitting her and shit like what the fuck like I just I'm like oh like I don't I really don't like the way that you treat her and like it's it's it 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 it, I can recognize the complexity of your character and like Mm -hmm. kind of you know you there's there's layers here but Mm -hmm. like do I like Frasier no (laughs) like I just I cannot bring myself to say I like him because he's like like just has these very toxic and even kind of what I mentioned earlier with like sort of you know the things that he would say to Harper as far as like Mm. you know his masculinity I was just like oh Frazier like I really want to root for you but girl like you really make it hard (laughs) I cannot truly cannot so I I, I also did not love Frazier it comes to surprise (laughs) to everyone in the room (laughs) Uh, and it it was I I understand there was there was um, 
a narrow atypicality that we're trying to portray and diversity of that. And I, I love that. And I think that's necessary. However, I don't think mm-hmm. that it's fair to say that just because someone's neurodiverse that they would do this type of mm. thing. I, I don't think that's yeah, definitely. fair. And I don't think that's excusable. And I also, because it's not, that that's not accurate. <laughs> like That's not accurate. And then the mm. thing that yeah. gets me too is that if you were not a white red as male person, you would not have this level of space. You would mm. and, and, absolutely and come like, on. Which one means that this is not innate, <laughs> and then two, like, like the not the the slapping people is not innate. Like the you know the abuse. Um, mm-hmm. And then two, that yeah. is you're, you're really sitting in a privilege that you really really should examine yeah. because it's yeah. corrosive yeah. to yourself and to other people. And you're sitting in mm. sort of the privilege of young white maleness, in which a lot of yep. excuses are, are are made for you. Yeah. Um, and the consequences of that are adult white maleness, in which you're not used to consequences for your actions. Which is why when no continue Sorry. no no keep going mm. no 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 you're you're literally <laughs> I was just gonna say when Harper <laughs> comes into the room afterwards and slaps him across the face I'm like yeah okay don't hit people but also like Fraser what the hell like <laughs> you know is this the first time anyone has like had parody with you on as a power dynamic and like told you like you know when you get buck with people they get bucked back like that's a fact of life yeah um, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to say to to that point, as far as like, just like following it, like, like just like leaning into that privilege. Like I even think about uh, that last episode, Mm. Frazier left Harper. So goddamn like met Jonathan and was like, Oh, who's Harper? I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I don't know. No idea who that is. And Harper literally just had to kind of right. just figure it out and like mm-hmm. walking through the city late at night in a place that like right. he doesn't know yeah. alone. We, yeah. 14. Like that is so irresponsible. I was like, you can't, you cannot you can't. leave your friends like that. And Harper, mind you, was on the way to go back to his family and leave, which he, by the right. way, has to do. Yeah. And Fraser's was like, oh no, like, let's like this watch the sunrise. Which, so they watch the sunrise. They're like making out and there's like no real right. consequence. I was like, uh, yeah. Fraser, you acted irresponsibly. So, yes. Yeah. I, I, irresponsibly. Well. I cannot, like I am literally, I am befuddled at how I'm still like sitting here watching this shit. Like how the fuck are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh. And literally and like, again, no consequence. Well, maybe season So all. it's like, I mean, in some ways I can appreciate their relationship but i'm also like Fraser, what the fuck what the fu- you I, cannot I, do this this is it I, I, yeah i'm <sighs> mad i i i wish whiteness would examine itself a little bit on these fronts like i wish it would just take a moment mm-hmm. to realize th- yeah, because like once he does that and, and pulls Harper off the train and they're like running around and like free. This is this is kind of what I mean by like okay, what are the levels of privilege mm. that allow you to do this? One, you're American. Mm-hmm. Two, your your mothers are like high ranking officers. Three, you're white. You're just running yeah. through the city. I'm just like oh my god. Like yes, you can create this yeah. magical like image in your mind, but what's the privilege that's allowing that? And oh, it's mm. what's the cost of that yeah. privilege? The cost is now Harper's gone. Harper is gone. Harper and her and his family yeah. are gone because of that, you know. And yeah, Kid Cudi yeah. got drunk and said some words and shoved some people. But you're not about to make me believe that when we're on an army base, everybody's not friendly all the time. Mm-hmm. 
and me shoving Ooh. you at a funeral where tensions and emotions are already high. Now, I don't know. I've never been in the Army. Maybe Oof. that's enough warrant to move somebody. But when your wife has to tell you, you know, oh, your friend from, I don't know, college who works on transfers, get him out of here. It's like, is it even, mm. let's get into Maggie. Now, Maggie, to me, in that scene, seemed to have retaliated against Jennifer. Get them out of mm. here. Now that I'm done with you, because really? Sarah said, hey, um, she doesn't feel like the others, alluding to Maggie having affairs before. And she's like, oh, no, no, she was nothing, blah, whatever. But now you take this opportunity to get rid of them completely. Oh, now all of a sudden Harper's not good enough uh, for Frazier. And I know you had this affair with Jennifer, so let me get you out of here. And then, God forbid, somebody has emotions behind decisions you made that ultimately ended up in these people being murdered, being killed. So mm. now it's just like it felt very. It, I don't want to say anti-black, but it felt very close to it. Like, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? You y'all came in and interrupted these people's right. lives, regardless, you know, to how whatever is whatever. You you sent your child off at fourteen to be with this thirty-year-old man. Knowing the the crush that he had, and then and hide it under this guise of he's like a big brother type, and there your actions. Jennifer, Maggie, and not Jennifer, Maggie, Sarah, and the Jonathan situation. I was like, now, mm-hmm. yeah, we need y'all need everyone yeah. needs to have a conversation because I feel like we're yes. not being it, responsible. Yeah, that's <laughs> at all. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. It felt retaliative yeah. mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. from Sarah's end. I think she was like, I don't really, I, it felt kind of spiteful, like yeah. spitefully irresponsible to do something like that. I'm like, I'm hard pressed to believe that if you and Fraser had a better relationship, you would have been like, oh yeah, it's totally fine if you hang out with this 30 year old man yeah. and like, whatever, like 101. Anyway, yeah. sounds like mm-hmm. that's a. That hit, that ugh. yeah, Sarah was I'd a terrible person. She was a terrible person. She was the worst person on this yeah. show. Her and Maggie and one I didn't like Maggie because uh, she played a character on New Mutants that is an Afro Latina, and this woman is a whitewashed version. And mm. I didn't like her from there, so I already didn't <laughs> like her when the when the show came on. But I tried to give her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. No, just because you speak a little Spanish and you put your hair in that little bun, no. No, ma'am. I don't like you. I don't like her. <laughs> but yeah, no, she was she was shitty. She yeah, yeah. she was terrible. They're, 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 mm. when, when I was saying earlier about like um covering my 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 eyes because awkward situation. Like I felt myself constantly mm-hmm. covering my eyes. Like this is this is not good. This is not good. This is not healthy communication. <laughs> like, mm. um, yeah. Was, yeah. Hmm. If there's a season yeah. two, yeah, I want to see how that. Absolutely. Because I mean, mm-hmm. look, y'all, <laughs> you made some actions, and there are going to be consequences <laughs> for action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there needs to be. I, oh, I, I do not like Sarah at all. I don't, I don't feel like she's a good parent. I mean, you know, whatever. There's no rule book, mm. so there's that. But I, I think she really is putting the world at large at jeopardy when you have these children, specifically these white male children, and you don't they already grow up to inherit the mm. world. And so a, a Frazier who becomes 21, mm. who wants to study fashion. So you go, I don't know, to some school overseas. And now when you're 
when these subtle comments you made, like you brought up, uh, Marcy, when these subtle comments that you make to Harper now become think pieces and, mm. and term papers and long thought out conversations mm. where you're white explaining or mansplaining something Statutes. to somebody. You, like, Laws. what's, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you, yeah, you get into a position of power where you are able to make things like, yeah, it, you could say it's a reach, but it happens every day. We Children had this time in the capital. That's what happens. Yeah. So, like, I, I think they're, they're shitty. They really put him at a disadvantage because I, I can only give him so much leeway because he's the kid being raised. Mm-hmm. But you instinctively know if you're being mean to somebody. You know if, if, if the stuff you're saying changes the mood in the room. You know that. And right. at 14, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I can't psychoanalyze anyone. But at 14, you have to have had enough experiences, even within your own home, because you constantly hurt your mother intentionally to know that some of this shit is wrong. But you're also, the parents aren't yeah. being fair because if if Frazier is neurodiverse, which are, they haven't said either way, y- you mm-hmm. can't, you have to parent him. <laughs> like You have to give him the yes. chance to yeah. mature. Like the, I, from what I watch, I was like, oh, this, he's emotionally immature, like not in like a cute way. Mm-hmm. Not, like, like in a true, right, like, right, right. you know, people develop at different speeds and in different ways. You're not being mm-hmm. responsible mm-hmm. enough. Like get him a psychiatrist, like get him someone to help him work yeah. through his, his own brain and, and think through his own thoughts so that he's yes. able to, you're, you're, you're not being fair to his development either just to allow him to do whatever like you're underestimating his potential too yeah. like you don't think he's has the potential to, to to like figure himself yeah. out you know, that's not fair mm. uh, you know and when you were present oh my bad oh, look i got <laughs> well, just like and you, <laughs> we all excited <laughs> i just feel like their parents are using it as an excuse to like oh we just like let him do whatever we want as an excuse for the things that mm. they've done the things they don't want to address and yeah. like, that's not fair you're not being fair it's not it's not absolutely not and yeah. you you press for like several episodes to get harper to go see this damn therapist right. to Come start on. the transition process but your own child is mm-hmm. yeah right I'm, I'm, and also i will like let us all remember that like i'm pretty sure fraser drank a whole bottle oh, yeah. of jack and in like five, two oh, minutes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like yes. they found the bottle. Y'all know that yep. shit was full. Yeah. So why is no one like, hey, we actually just um like like we like like we could we could give you medical care because like I'm pretty sure that is like a lethal right. amount of alcohol. Yeah. Fucking fourteen year old. Like I was like, how is that not a conversation happening? Where I was so I was so confused. I was like, so Fraser just gets up the next day and like to- is totally fine. Uh, yeah, that's unrealistic. Yeah, I, agree. I don't that's see also, it. And I I worry about that too because I'm like teenagers don't realize like you cannot handle that level of alcohol. You cannot handle a whole bottle. Of yeah. Drink. Sorry, you're At actually all. still a child. Like fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know how close that yeah. is to twelve? Two years. So. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And and on top of that too, it's like a lot of the behaviors that we, you know, exhibit throughout adolescence, like they they, the 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 potential for addiction Mm -hmm. is a lot higher. Yeah. When you start using drugs like that at that age. And so it's just like that's also something that I'm like, we need to like I understand, sure, like you wanna like give your like kids space and things like that, but also like I mean at the end of the day, like you're still still a parent. Yeah. You know? You still gotta invest and make sure that we're yeah just like kind of doing right by them especially when you're able to do it for people. other yeah kids yes. and other other people so easily so, like yeah this affection that so. you show for harper kissing harper on the forehead how i don't know how italians work i was like okay this is weird it's not your kid but you you showed a level of care with harper that just 
is absent. Yeah. Yeah. And oh god, yeah. So. Yeah. I do Ooh, think uh, straight yeah. like a representation level. I'm like, you know, I, I don't think I I remember t- talking to Corey Brappy Rug about this, and she have her feeling mm-hmm. like she had to be the perfect child because her parents, uh, her, her both her her mothers were lesbians. And and she felt like she had to be this perfect person. So I I did when I was like being my more optimistic self. I was like, well, you know, why can't queer parents be bad parents? Not not like we should have bad parents, but like a rep- a representation <laughs> right, in right, the right. show. Of like, right. You know, you could still have right. parent issues. You know, with yeah. your parents, and that that should right. be fair. Uh, you know, no one's coming on being like, well, it's because they're queer that they had a bad relationship. No, you just sometimes yeah. you just have bad yeah. parents, mm. and and it happens across the board. Um, that's very humanizing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. Look, Sarah was still was a bad actor, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, she was a t- <laughs> if everyone gets to be realistic, you know, like if if Harper's yeah. dad gets to be a jerk, then you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with that. I think you know, right. But I still don't like Sarah or Matt. <laughs> That's facts. I'm sick yeah. of them. I do not. Ugh, they are a detriment to the show. I'm sick of them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, no, they, they played their parts. Like I, to get me that emotional right. reaction, I think they did what they were supposed to do. But I just, <laughs> oh, good lord, I'm I'm sick of them. Um, mm. I had a few other things, but um, really, on you guys, did you have any uh, moments, scenes, episodes that stood out that you want to maybe kind of uh, discuss, or are we how we how we feeling at this point? I I feel like I've. I mean, nothing like me. I mean, just some, I don't know, petty shit. But, like, I feel like all the things I majorly wanted to talk yeah. about, yeah. yeah, like, I've kind of expressed. I do feel like there was a scene during, um, when they snuck into that house again, and, like, they, Ooh. like, Harper was in the room with Sam, came out, and, like, everyone was just, like, breaking shit. Yes. I don't know why. And then, like, Danny was having this horrible trip. I, like, really liked that scene. It just felt mm, very okay. authentic. I don't know why. It was yeah. so authentic and just so real. I was like, just like the the weight of everything mm-hmm. y'all are moving. Oh mm-hmm, my god! I was mm-hmm. like, this is. I like love this scene. I also like, really like the party episodes. <laughs> so like <laughs> the first time they were there, yeah. And everyone was just like dancing and just like eating the spaghetti with their hands and like just being like super irreverent and mm-hmm. silly. I was just like, I was like, y'all are literally like having sex in front of each other. Like it was just yeah, very, oh god, like, yeah. <laughs> I just I I really I think that setting that house just in what it represented like mm-hmm. in the show. Like I was all symbol, you know. Yes. <laughs> like I really loved mm-hmm. that. Um. So I was, yeah, that's just yeah. One, one other thing I just wanted to say, but um, mm. but yeah, just really good show. Yeah. Like I just so many damn thoughts. That, that, the yeah, the yeah. parallel of like the first time they're in the house and the second time, mm-hmm. I was like, this hurts Ooh. a lot. <laughs> like I was yeah. like they're in pain, yeah. and I also f- yeah, and the lighting, the Ugh. Chain. Mm. Yeah. and also I remember the first time watching it, I'm like wondering like, are you guys happy in the scene though? Like there there there's some there's so many mm. times watching the show that I felt like. And this is like when I was like, well, it does say we are who we are, you know, you're not supposed to know, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I kept like watching being like, what is, what do you guys feel here? Like, are you, is, the, are you fulfilled? Mm-hmm. Are you not? And you're like, they're teenagers. They, 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 what, what are you talking about fulfilled? Like <laughs> they're confused and they're trying to yeah. make it through. And I'm like, I know, I know. I just, and it, that mm-hmm. like, um, uncertainty, like uncalmness is just mm-hmm. so characteristic of, of the teenage experience. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I really liked I really liked the show. It felt very like um Yeah. Neverland E, but like a very mm. dark, realistic Neverland. Mm. Like where yeah. it's like, yeah, they're kids, 
but kids can be like destructive and and pained and mm-hmm. uh, yeah i don't know it was yeah. it was good yeah oh we um i hated the scene at the house not for anything that you said <laughs> but because me as an adult i was like I kept waiting for the Italian family back. who owned that house to come back. Like oh, I was same. like, okay, I'm enjoying this, but yo, when, and then when they came back the second time, I was like, but did somebody come back and clean right. up? Because it did not look destroyed. I was very like, I enjoy everything you said. Amplify it times a hundred. But I was like, you're gonna get y'all gonna get caught. I was so nervous. Well, also, you're being irresponsible. Don't break, like, if someone came to my house and broke on my shit, I actually would be mad. Like, oh, oh well, never land. Yada yada yada. Fine. <laughs> if I come in and oh, oh, oh my shit's broken, <laughs> we have a problem. I'm gonna go call your parents. Are you uh, kidding? Oh my god. They have this long ass day. I come home and this goddamn house <laughs> is destroyed. Yes. How? Da- oh <laughs> like, that's how I know I'm not a teenager I, anymore. <laughs> like, you know how much this costs. I was like Ooh. the property value, yes, plummeting right, as we speak. I just, oh my gosh! I was waiting for the owners to come home. I really was, and so when we came back. I just knew I was like, okay, then I come. This scene is too heavy for like for them to come back. They should have came back in the first happy scene. But I like that. I think that and um, cutting Harper's hair are the two scenes that stand out the most. Like mm. that that scene of them in the mirror was so genuine. Mm. It was so yeah. innocent. It was like. And like excited and happy and just oh I no. I, I couldn't stop smiling. I was like, oh, I mean, you are gonna get in trouble, but yes, yeah, come I, on, I felt that scene. cut it off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh man, yeah, Oof. Mm. yeah. I'm I'm not a teenager. Please, <laughs> I was oof. I was stressed. And I tell you, especially when um, uh, Craig and oh, his wife, forget her name, my bad. When they Valentina, yeah, her <laughs> Valentina. When they started having sex, I was like, okay. Y'all separated from the group. You're going to get caught first. Like, I was thinking in terms of, like, a horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to get out. But, yeah, no, it, it all worked out in the end. What well, kind of, ugh, not, well, in that episode, right. it did. But, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it did not. And I was, I was waiting for her to be pregnant, to be like, oh, this one time me and him slept together. Though he's gone, now I have his right. baby. And I was like, oh, that didn't even. Huh. So, yeah, I it was good. I enjoyed it. I really did. Um mm. Oh God. Okay. Well, um, I guess we can end it with like, do you have a favorite character or characters, or is everybody a, a wash? Like we all just love Harper, and I like for myself. Say yes, that I love I, Harper. Yeah, I love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I really love Harper. I feel like I. I mean, aside from him, shit. I'm trying to think. Mm, I like that blood orange was on the show. Oh, that was, God, that yes. was fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I would say Harper was certainly my my favorite. Yeah. Um, but I, I really appreciate everyone was just so fleshed yeah. out and complex. And I feel like those words are like so trite. Like it's like, oh, there was so, like such a fleshed out cast of characters. Yeah. And I was like, what does that even mean? But like dead ass, <laughs> like in the truest of senses, like everyone just has so much depth. It, even regardless of how you felt about them, you yeah. were like, okay, I, I completely understand your motivations, your history, mm-hmm. your relationships here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but Harper was probably my fave. Yeah. Yeah, Harper should have been a protagonist. We should have got the show from Harper's point of view and let mm-hmm. this... Whatever. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, same, same. I think Harper's my favorite. And I think Danny and Craig both kind of tie as my second favorite. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. you don't see those male 
relationships, regardless if they're romantic or not, or sexual or not, whatever. Like mm -hmm. that level of like just bro friendship, if it's not like, yeah. So I'll end it there. Um, <laughs> yo, so <laughs> yo, this has been a fantastic episode. You guys, I, for one, thank you for coming on. I this. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Oh yes. my God! You guys are welcome back anytime. If you want to talk about some more stuff, I don't care, y'all. <laughs> come back. You have an open invitation. Come back. Um, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> we'll right. definitely take you up welcome on that. Back. Like, what? Yes. This is everything. Yeah, <laughs> and deep. It's good. Awesome. Uh, oof. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, listeners. Yeah, like, low cap, like, why was this discussion better than any discussion we've ever had? <laughs> right. <on our> <laughs> like, oh, no. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is like one hell right. of a conversation. Say that. Oh, my God. Damn. Ooh. Oh, my God. Well, listeners, I hope you've examined some of your childhood traumas. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, laid it out for the world. Right along with that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my um, gosh. Please let everyone know where they can find you and follow you and support you and your programming as well. <laughs> of course i did the first yeah, time I can, I can you, so we got, you got it the twitter page which is the <laughs> color pages and then we got instagram which is these color pages you know if you're into the pictures and the video i mean we don't got that many but you could and <laughs> check out our email <laughs> at these color pages at gmail.com or our website these color yeah so hit us up tell us how you yeah. feel you know, if you love the show, if you hated the show, if you're like, Frasier was my favorite character and y'all didn't understand him at all. I'd be like, yeah, you right, you right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that email, <laughs> you know, just shoot us something. You know, let us know. Good, good, uh, good. Yes. Well, uh, thank you, of course, me, Carefree Blurred, uh, on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd, everywhere else. You will find the links in the show notes. So please, there's no excuse not to follow these wonderful <laughs> colorful individuals <laughs> um email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com and if you like the show hated it or whatever like Akko said use that hashtag cbmpod and let me know <laughs> um until next time guys stay carefree stay nerdy stay geeky and please i don't know stay self-aware and Woo. stay away from mm. toxic folks even if it's family mm. members distance yourself do what you gotta do because it's hard out here. And oh, also remember, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Want a spark? No, no. Come on, Dad. Caitlin is just a powerhouse. That's all I can really say. She knows what she wants, and she, she doesn't stop until she gets it. Just a couple of punches. Light punches. OK. Light. OK. Caitlin and Frazier are two people from totally different worlds, and they become friends. This is not what I had in mind for you. Surprise, I exist outside of your mind. Caitlin struggles definitely with identity, knowing where she belongs. You're never around anymore. Frazier helps her evolve, and he teaches her about the world outside of that military base and what stuff is actually like. And eventually, she starts to add a little bit more color into how she looks at things. It's such a beautiful journey to see her go from this young girl to this mature human being. Richard is a devoted soldier. He's been doing it for some years now, and that's his life. He fits in 
as this kind of fatherly figure to the soldiers. Okay, okay, quiet down now. Look at me. I'm the cowboy that's going to ride this beautiful horse. <laughs> Richard and his daughter, Caitlin, are very close. He kind of treats her like the son he never had. They hit certain moments of turmoil, and there's a lot of ups and downs with the relationship throughout the series. You don't even smile at me anymore. You treat me like I'm an idiot who knows nothing. Well, I'm not stupid. I'm still me, Dad. It's a beautiful thing to have a story about a black family. That is one of the special things about this show. It's all real life. Jenny starts in a place where she's wistful and longing, but she's not really quite sure what for. As a Nigerian living on a US military base, but it's in Italy, I don't feel like many people understand Jenny or can connect with her. Now you're a Muslim. I don't know who I am anymore. She is married to an American Richard. I would describe their relationship as very complicated. He loves Jenny, not in the way that she wishes to be loved, but he sees himself as a good husband because the way that he understands and communicates love is by providing. What was interesting to me reading the script was trying to discover the motivations as to why she's still with him. And it's such a joy as a black person to just be able to tell a story with a family that's struggling with universal themes, rather than being characters that represent race. Everybody is trying to figure stuff out, no matter what it looks like from the outside. Danny's a misunderstood kid. He's a pariah out of his group of friends. He doesn't really get along with many people except for Craig Pratchett. Hey, do you ever feel like you don't fit in anywhere? Craig is such a big factor in his life because he's the only person that Danny actually feels comfortable opening up to. Danny's a perfect example of just can't judge a book by its cover because you never know what's going on with somebody. As the story evolves, Danny gets a little bit more comfortable with being himself. Everything that he has pent up inside of him, he just kind of lets the world see. How many things are you going to turn your back on in a single lifetime, Mom? He isn't afraid anymore to be who he is. A lot of the viewers will be able to resonate with the show. If you have a mask up or a wall up, the show's gonna dare you to knock that wall down, take that mask off, and be unapologetically you.